Today on the post game, we wrap up the NLL season. Congratulations to the Colorado Mammoth on winning the championship. We talk about the PLL All-Star voting, give some of our picks, get into the Twitter beef of the week, actually between Nick and I, do a little Cloud Police segment. We talk about the PLL and their uh, crowd size versus TV ratings. Pretty interesting discussion there. Then we recap this previous weekend of games, preview this upcoming weekend of games, and then we wrap this all up with an awesome interview with Sean Scannoni. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of the post game. We talk PLL, we talk hockey, we talk all kinds of shit, weekends, all that good stuff before we kick it over to an incredibly mild interview with Sean Scannoni. Uh, East Islip football guy. Um, he gives us some good insight, really breaks down why he was wearing a fedora off of the bus last week. Um, but damn, hectic couple days for me, Evan. But before I talk about myself and make everything about myself as I do so well, I want to know how your weekend is and if there's a potential um, plug for any, uh, you know, our favorite sponsor. Well, I do have a plug for our favorite sponsor. What were you drinking earlier? I was just crushing a hangobi. Oh, let me get a blurry. So, dude, I've honestly, you know what it's been really paying off with me for is when we record these podcasts, I'm getting like my dick kicked in at work. And I'll be like, I don't want to record this podcast. I hate Nick. And then I'll drink the hangobi and I'm like, Nick's not bad. And I'm happy to record the podcast and talk about lacrosse. So, it really does like give you a little kick of energy, but it doesn't keep me up like all night. I really love like the natural aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I haven't been using it as a hangover cure. I did have a hangover that was like too rough this weekend that I couldn't even drink the hangover. But for the most part, it's like nine for 10 and curing my hangovers. Yeah, I, I am the same way. Sometimes like, especially in the morning when I know I have to get something done that I don't really want to do. It just makes it a more palatable experience across the board. So, I mean, listen, if I got to say, if you're, uh, you know, getting ready for like tax season or something like that, you got to stay strapped with the hangovies because it makes the bullshit that you have to deal with in life much more palatable and much more better. That's a good angle for it. I feel like we've hammered away the hangover. Yeah. Apologies to the listeners. I'm eating dinner as we're recording this because why not? Um, but I feel like it's also just like a, like a semi upper. That's not like too overbearing. Like I had a coffee today from Starbucks and I was like cracked out and like stressed out about work. I feel like if I had this, I'd just like be feeling good. Um, yeah, I, dude, it was the same. I, I was, I had too much coffee this morning. I had like two cups just cause you know, when the coffee's like not, too hot and it just feels like you can just hammer it i was bugging out on the way to work and then i ate lunch at noon and i was like dragging dick the entire rest of the afternoon like it was it felt like a marathon from you know 1 30 to 5 today yeah i've been in the in the mud with work but back to hang obi as i'm like working right now on the podcast sorry bad podcasting kick this off but i'm gonna power through um don't like it buy more pint glasses so it's our yeah, full-time job literally there you go boom spin zone on the audience um 
six natural ingredients. One is always a special ingredient in every can. Um, they have versions that'll relax you, versions that will wake you up. Um, you can get it at hangobi.com. Use promo code POSTGAME30 for 30% off your order um, and go buy it. Give it a try. Give it the old college try. It'll be a good upper for you. It could cure your hangover. It's a great mixer. So you got to have that. I'm beating my hangover as I'm getting hung over. And then you got that equilibrium. Um, so give it a try. That's hangobi. Um, yeah, you can get it at hangobi.com. Boom. Promo code post game 30, 30% off your order. Post game 30. Uh, how was the weekend, dude? I had a pretty wholesome weekend. I know I just talked about a hangover, but it was like a sneaky hangover. Um, but yeah, I had a pretty wholesome weekend. On Friday, I did um, Father's Day with my family. So I went out to dinner um, with my parents, had a good time. Then Saturday, um, slept in a little bit, needed to get some rest, then got a workout in. Then I went to Central Park with um, my girlfriend and we just like hung, we went to, um, so Serafina is a uh, like really popular restaurant um, in New York City and there's some on Long Island, but they have this place that's like fast, a fast casual version called Serafina Cafe. Mm. They have like pastas, like little pizzas, um, salad sandwiches. So we got a couple sandwiches from there, salad from there, chocolate chip cookie from there. Um, oh, you <laughs> and don't. then we just, yeah, we just hung out in the park. We ate that. It was delicious. So that might be a good uh, Sunday staple for me now. But um, how far are you from Central Park? Block. It's on my block. It's great. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, awesome. It's the best. Um, so that was nice and easy. Then uh, I went out. I saw some of my friends who I haven't seen in a while. Um, dude, I went to this bar. I went to Hudson Hound, which is like super basic. But then I went to this bar, Ulysses, which is also probably pretty basic. But it's only basic at certain times, like St. Patrick's Day or like Oktoberfest in the city. You go down to Fidei and it's like this cobblestone yeah. street. Um it's a great time, but I kind of went down there on a random Saturday, which I've never done before, but there was this live band there. And this guy was stocky dude, you know, he was fat. Um, and he had the voice of an angel. He was so good. What and they, kind of music? So he was singing like, he was up there with the band and they were singing like some pop country songs. Then the band went off, but he stayed on and he was like, singing a mix of like all these poppy songs but like good like he would sing like fast car and everybody would like sing along and then like he'd somehow like thread that into like we are never getting back together by taylor swift really but, like, his own like spin to it then like timber by kesha and i was like this guy might play my wedding um <laughs> so he was i mean he was amazing then the band came back on he played some like favorite um country songs like crowd favorites and then he started playing his like own shit and it was pretty good. Like if you're going up there and you're a no name person, you're playing like your original music and you can get a bar of, you know, a hundred, 150 people like mm. vibing, you're like crushing it. So that was probably the highlight of my weekend. And then Sunday I went um, out to brunch with my girlfriend's family and I uh, had another wholesome Sunday. So on, uh, oh, I watched on... a lot of lacrosse though. I'm two for two with like being a good lacrosse guy. How'd you, how'd you sneak that in? Was it like, Saturday, like we came, there was a little lull period, like after the park. Uh, I watched the the Woods game. Um, by the way, my Woods fucking winning. Let's go. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Friday, like after dinner, we weren't really doing anything, so I got to catch. Uh, I think it was the dogs in the Chrome. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just sneaking in here and there, putting 
getting lacrosse in my life. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I'm going to watch some more this weekend. I'm going, uh, I'm going out east with some lax rats from Yale kids. Harry Kacharzik, who admitted that he loves getting shouted out on the podcast. So I'm going to shout him out right now. <laughs> his girlfriend or his wife was like, yeah, every time you mention his name, like he makes my whole family like listen, sends him like the exact time and sends it to him. <laughs> so that's five more listeners for us. Um, but yeah, we're going out east. We're actually staying at his wife's family's house, which will be great. And I'm sure we'll end up watching some lacrosse and talking shit about the people playing. So uh, there you go. Um, Dude, watching but, lacrosse and talking shit is a blast. Yeah, I mean, saying I'm better than every person. Like, what the, the fuck was like, that? How did yeah. you not make that? Oh save? my god! Yeah, totally. Nice recovery, asshole. Get my dad into it, and he's just like, "You're definitely better than these guys." <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's my dad's like number one skill is totally. thinking that I'm better <laughs> than like the people on the Broncos. He's like, you know, if Brian Kelly gave you a chance at tight end, I think you'd be out there. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, dad. Yeah, like, so true. Love you. And I feel like any any dad that's like that son plays a sport, it's all the same. Like even when we were chirping Jay, I was chirping Jay Wasserman in the uh, group chat, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, your kids couldn't cut it in the ACC." Like I know that fucking ate him alive. Like he probably threw his phone. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was yeah, that was my weekend. Is so. your uh, is your girlfriend's family fun? Like any yeah, cool they're great. brothers or sisters or anything? Yeah, so she's got a. Um, She's got two younger brothers. One is, I think he's like 26, um, but he lives in Hoboken. We actually like went to his apartment before. Um, and then she's got a younger, younger brother who's going to be a junior at Duke next year. Doesn't play lacrosse though. He's just mad smart. Um, super impressive. Although that's who was not washing his clothes properly. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> his, uh, uh, her parents are great. Yeah, they're a great time. Um, so overall, cool family. Um, yeah, I feel like I got pretty lucky. I feel like sometimes uh, some of my friends will be dating people whose family is not so cool. Yeah. Um, so and like you can't good. even bring it up. It's like, hey, dude, your girlfriend's family sucks. Can you make sure that I don't have to spend yeah. time with them? <laughs> like I spent like a lot of quarantine, like peak quarantine, in their like family's house with like all of them, and it was like totally fine and normal. Um, and I feel dude, like that's you don't get huge. that. Yeah. Like. Green Good light. time holidays. Yeah. Total green light. So, um, yeah, we're loving it. And now I live with my girlfriend, if you didn't know. So there we go. Sick brag. Um, dude, I, I've been crushing chores. It's great. She's whipping me into shape. Um, I call them chores because, like, she just tells me to do something. I'm like, oh, another chore. So I got a little chore tally going. Um, <laughs> anyway, how was your weekend? <laughs> I don't know how I ended up talking that long about a week away. No, that was, was good. Very, very that uneventful. Was but there you go. Uh, it was wholesome. Yeah, my weekend was good. Uh, so I was in Texas for most of it because um, my girlfriend was a bridesmaid in a wedding, which is kind of an ideal situation. Um, Bryce Wasserman, brother Bryce, was also at this wedding um, and his girlfriend was also a bridesmaid. So it was kind of like, all right, we're fucking attached at the hip this entire time. Um, and then our girlfriends kind of have like this third best friend and her boyfriend or her fiance now. Um, everybody in Texas gets engaged at like 24. It's fucking bananas. Um, and he's a cool dude. So like us three kind of ran in the same group, but dude, like, okay, babe, if you're listening to this, I had a good weekend. So don't, don't take this slander for your entire friend group as anything other than a <laughs> criticism of Texas A&M, not a criticism of your close friends or my time this weekend. 
And let me preface this before I go on this rant. I understand that there's always a kind of a brutal Notre Dame fan in the friend group. I understand Notre Dame fans are generally kind of weird and thought of as a quote unquote brutal Walmart fan. Nobody went to Notre Dame. That's a, you know, weirdo. I, I understand all of those dynamics. Someone needs to investigate Texas A&M for being a fucking cult. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. At one point, my girlfriend asked me like, Hey, like who stuck out? And I was like, Oh, it, I, I was sitting there in front of a conveyor belt of white dudes from Texas who went to A&M that like sell insurance or something. Oh, hi. Was it Kevin or was it Bill or was it Steve or was it Tim? Um, and like, so that whole thing happened and it, we had to drive from. So Dallas. no one stuck out. No one stuck out. Everybody was the exact same person, which is important context. Um, were you and the, Bryce being clicky though? Were me and Bryce being clicky? Yeah. No. I, so I made a, I made a point where I was like, okay, it was the rehearsal dinner. I'm going to be boyfriend of the year and crush it. And whoa, is something going <laughs> weird with the internet right now? So are you and Bryce being clicky at the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> we just had to go through this whole internet thing. Uh, but no, we weren't. And uh, like on Thursday, we were at the rehearsal dinner and I was like, all right, time for me to step up. Boyfriend of the year, networking. You can imagine like how I just go and shoot the shit with everybody. Like I've never struggled to get past the conversation of how sick a tailgate was last year that I didn't attend. Um, it was very difficult to talk about something that wasn't related to College Station or Aggieland or Gigum or something along those lines. So, I mean, I just get it. They're probably a tight knit bunch, but it seemed like a lot of their identities were A&M. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just chalk up Thursday to everybody excited to see them. And, you know, no one really gives a fuck about becoming friends with strangers, but takes a lot for me to not be able to like kind of interject a, a sentence here or there. And I struggled to do that. And on Friday it was fucking weird because it's, we're in Montgomery, Texas, which why this place exists, why Houston exists is a whole different side rant. Um, but you can imagine me at a wedding. I'm dancing aggressively. I'm, you know, having the time of my life. The, the schedule was a little weird. Um, there was like a weirdly a lot of downtime. So there wasn't that much time to dance. So I took advantage of every second. Sweet Caroline comes on. I'm the loudest. Bop, bop, bop. Um, you know, and I'm in Houston. So I'm drenched in sweat. And multiple people actually went up to Bryce and were like, hey, man, that's your friend, right? Um, is he tripping? Like, did he take Molly before this? He's really that's sweating. so epic. Yeah. <laughs> and and Bryce kind of was like looking at them and he was like, no, he's kind of the only guy acting like how you're supposed to at a wedding. Like he's just crushing the dance floor. Yeah. Why, why is it so weird? <laughs> but the time that everybody did get fired up, you know, at the AM football games, like where at the very end, they like put their arms around each other and just like do their like dance. Sure. I mean, fuck AM. <laughs> Dude, fucking here, here. Cheers. <laughs> But they do this thing. It's like the Aggie war him or like every school has their own. Version. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get done dancing my dick off. Everybody's kind of like not bringing a whole ton of energy. And then that song starts playing and every like the room damn near explodes for this little cult like and everybody got out and started like blowing their wad about this song. So um, 
I, I'm hereby anti-Texas A&M. I don't like it. I don't like the people. Uh, I think it's a cult. I think it needs to be investigated by the FBI. Um, it's not a quality establishment. Like 70,000 people go there. So like someone from the wedding DM'd me like Texas A&M actually has more Catholics than Notre Dame. And I'm like, yeah, it's called a fucking acceptance rate. Like learn it. So <laughs> Now that I got that rant out of the way, it was actually a pretty lovely weekend, all things considered. Um, but because we road trip down to Houston, we got a road trip back. We like hit this really sick peach farm and had like peach ice cream. Uh, we stopped at Bucky's. We went to this sick place. It was it's like a putt putt golf. It's called puttery. And they have like four courses. The courses are only nine holes, but they're each modeled after a different area and the drinks are recording. So there's like ski lodge and they'll give you like a hot toddy and stuff like that. We went to uh, Manhattan rooftop. So we were drinking like Cosmos and old fashions and stuff like that. It was actually a lovely date night. Um, then we went to Italian food or Mexican food and Mexican food in Colorado and San Diego is better than it is in Texas. Uh, that's a fact like that is not not even negotiable, by the way. Um, Avalanche won seven nothing. I was doing a great job of not checking my phone during dinner, but I did have to pee a lot. Uh, <laughs> I just run to the bathroom and check and like fire off a tweet. Wow, that's that's actually impressive. When I was. Uh, when I was in Denver for that wedding that I was at, I like literally at the rehearsal dinner was watching the Rangers were beating uh, the Canes like six, two, but I had yeah. like so many prop bets in that I just wanted to watch like the end of the game and Panarin scored for me, which was like, like a fucking $300 swing. And I just yeah. like screamed like, yeah, in the yeah. <laughs> I like the welcome drinks. And my girlfriend was like, can you please just like, if you're going to watch it, like not be loud. And I like, right when he scored, I did that. Uh, so credit <laughs> to you. Cause I could not do it. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, by the time we were sitting down, it was already like five, nothing. And, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I just, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, no Sunday grilled up some steaks and, you know, the head home. So it was, it was a lovely weekend, but boy, am I like Mr. Anti A&M right now. And the worst part is, is Notre Dame played A&M in the college world series and we got pumped for elimination. So like people that I don't need that happened know. today, didn't it? Huh? Or what, when did they get eliminated officially? Yesterday to A and M. Yesterday. Yeah. Which like I'm in a group chat and like I don't have any of the numbers saved. Like someone started a group chat and added me, and it's like five A and M people and me. And talk about like, oh yeah, did any of you guys play sports? Not even close, dude. No one there <laughs> played sports and they're all like chirping me for, oh, gigum, uh, so sucks to suck Notre Dame baseball. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> dude, Notre Dame baseball is swaggy kits. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's the best uniforms at Notre Dame right now. Yeah. The Golden Dome helmets were sick. Uh, I actually didn't see the hats because I like it was on the TV and I was, Dude, I was seeing a Notre Dame at the bed. green unis with the Irish print in the front. Yeah. And I so like the vest look new, too. Yeah. yeah. You got this new baseball coach two years ago and he's like completely revitalized the program and he's going to get a serious bag thrown at him like at the end of this year. That's dope. Notre Dame baseball. Saving the saving the school. Yeah. 
Also, Bailey just texted the group chat. What the fuck was that? Never seen that before. Do you know what's going on? The abs are losing. Is this just like, let me guess, badly? No, it's one nothing. But I got to say, dude, if we want to get into that right now, fuck, where'd my leg go? That's going to oh, be very interesting. 36 seconds in. That's just great. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a dogfight of a series. Dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I've <laughs> oh OT and then seven nothing and then six two and then now they score thirty seconds into game four. I yeah, mean, I yeah, it's it's a lot like what happened with the Rangers. The Rangers. Oh, it's won not. Back to- it's totally different. It's not the same at all. All right. Well, you better hope they don't get reverse swept. That would be bad. Dude, and by the way, just to clear, I guess like the Twitter beef of the week was me and you arguing about the Yeah, because you're a scumbag. Dude, so first of all, the abs, I just like, all right, so here's my line of thinking. Let me make sure I explain this correctly. First of all, I don't like the Lightning, and I don't like their fan base because I think that their fan base is like two years old when they started winning, um, or we'll even say three years old when they lost in the Easter Conference Finals. Um, But... I'm like used to them winning and it doesn't like bother me as much. I cannot like have the abs dynasty just start when like the Rangers window is opening. And then they just have like, they have like a better forward. Kale McCarr is like better than Adam Fox, which like I hate to admit. I mean, Igor is better than Darcy Kemper, but it's just like annoying. That's a, now, like, that's a bold thing. All the cool things about the Rangers are just like a little bit cooler on the abs. So it's like fucking annoying. And like no one gives Fox credit because like we'll look at Kale McCarr and like Panarin is great, but like McKinnon is another level. So and McKinnon's a loser, by the way. Like he's a huge fucking loser. He's the biggest hardo on the planet. Yep. Keep it. Keep it up. Oh, sorry. He's dedicated to his craft. That's my take. You could never. He's dedicated to being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate him. Um, I mean, dude, what would you feel like if someone like cut out the fun things to eat on like at team dinners you probably shove them in a locker thanks thanks for helping me lose yeah i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure fuck them so that's how i feel we Um, were so we were in a debate uh i can't remember someone maybe it was like eli or somebody um that move is the biggest loser move ever like getting rid of fun shit in the locker room after uh is that because we come from a lacrosse background and it's like Oh, what the fuck even happens if we become great? Like we make 300 extra dollars. If you legit, if he legitimately did that, and then all of a sudden you were like securing much bigger bags and like went to the Stanley Cup final with every, like with all of the cool shit on the line, does that make it palatable or not? My argument was no, fuck that. It's always no way, dude. Are you kidding me? If you're my captain, like on ice, off ice, like, to a certain extent, I'll, like, let you lead me. You know, like, you can tell me I'm being a bitch on the field. You can, like, yell at me for fucking something up. Sure. If I broke fucking 48-hour rule, you can yell at me. If there are established rules and I broke them, sure thing. The team meal is the same for years. They always do the same thing. It's something that you're used to. People look forward to shit. He got rid of the Carvana sauce. I'm sure there's guys on the team that are like, I can't wait for it. And then he got rid of it. 
So and they're up two one in the Stanley Cup. But you're telling me how to live my life that's not like impacting hockey the way that I know it. Like I got to this point doing what I do. Like I didn't get to this point eating fucking no dessert, bitch. Like I want my dessert. I just earned it. So like I'm gonna eat it, and that's who I am. So like to me, it's he's like overstepping a little bit. Like I don't. I'm surprised the coach wasn't like, dude, you gotta chill the fuck out. Um, all right. I'm but glad yeah. we align on that. Cause we actually got into a pretty heated debate. I was like, dude, and then what? And then you win the Stanley cup and 20 years later, like. Yeah. I mean, like, would I, would I not eat carbona sauce to win the fucking. Yeah. It's like, cause you know, there's someone on like a dog shit team. that's like, we got to start cutting out carbona sauce. Dude. And then it's like, Alex Ovechkin is like chucking ketchup and drinking fucking Coke on the, on the bench. Was, You're going to tell that guy what to do. Tweet? Where it was like uh, people are going to use uh, Mamba mentality to like bully the fuck out of their teammates. No, I didn't tweet that. I could, I swear you did. No, I was. That might have uh, been like Drake Porter or something. Uh, no, I I tweeted that like people get a twenty four on their final and be like it was for Kobe, <laughs> a twenty four percent. Someone tweeted. I I actually think because it's one of my favorite tweets ever. Right as like kobe mentality or you know yeah like documentary came out and they're like some jv quarterback is gonna bully the fuck out of his teammates <laughs> call it mamba mentality and i feel like this is the problem with mckinnon is because it's working on the avalanche people are gonna do this like hey we got to start eating healthier and it's like no that has nothing to fucking do it's Don't old use though. that as the example it's not even the year it's not even this year it's old i don't even know what the rules are now it's like it was like two three years ago the guy's not on the team who like brought it up that's the weird the weirdest part is they're not even like, like no one on the team spoke about it. Like someone who is not on the team anymore. I can't remember what his name was. Was like, yeah, McKinnon's a fucking psycho. Like not cool at all. Dude, that's this is my what he favorite. did. That's my favorite is when nerd journalists pick up a story like this and is like, look at what real leadership like. And everyone that's ever been in a locker room is like, get a fucking load of this. Yeah, it's literally. Exactly. Now, here's my take. This is bringing the Avalanche team together because you know there are group chats without McKinnon. Like, yo, guys, like huge fucking party <laughs> at my house tonight. Like, come on over. McKinnon's not even the captain. Like, that's the other crazy part. He's just the biggest hard ass in the locker room. You need a guy like that. If everybody yeah. got along and there was no one to hate, then the the team collapsed. That's true. That's a good you point. Need a McKinnon. You need <laughs> slide a in, slide in Sergio Salcedo to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> one win so far. The woods without Salcedo group chat. Everybody starts harmonizing. <laughs> I, I tell you, shit. I got removed uh, from the chat too. By the way, damn, so no really? In the woods chat, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why now? Probably because before like, or after they won. Oh, probably because uh, you've been before, shredding them, dude. Before the article where I took a shit on them, I actually, I mean, yeah. I like you don't realize when you get removed. I'm like, damn, woods chat has been quiet lately. Oh. Damn it. But they didn't even let me get, didn't even give me a, a heads up. So maybe we have Eddie Glazner on and be like, Hey, you should come on the post game. And then we grill him about the removal and then we kick him off. Yeah. Make him show screenshots of the immediate response to you getting removed. Yeah. I wonder who do you think removed you? I bet you it was Glaze. I think it was Eddie. I like li Littlefinger scumbag. Yeah. Dude. I'm it's been all I've been thinking about is the immediate responses because there have been some removals. I mean, you know, in chats where yeah. it's like, thank fucking God that guy's yeah, coming. they're probably a little pissed at you because you've been hard on them. I might get at it this week because <laughs> I've been hyping them up. <laughs> did they uh get a glue guy in the group chat? Evan Malloy. There you go. Uh shit, what are we talking about on this episode? 
um a lot we went through the weekends um nll let's shout out dylan ward let's pump dylan ward's tires yep. hey good job wardo congratulations Way to go congrats to the colorado mammoth um i kind of love the bandits but the i mean battle of the two logos we talked about it uh i'm happy for wardo record setting save total i think it was 53 Dude, total saves i've i haven't seen a performance like that in my life and i've been commentating for one year so what a good guy is there so i was talking to his fiance after the second game and she was like is there anyone more deserving and i was like uh you could argue brody merrill but (laughs) wardo's been like one of the most accomplished best guys to never win an nll championship monkey is officially off of his back i hope he doesn't show his face in the pll until like three games left in the season like I already know, you know, I don't even know what we can talk about, really. <laughs> like, he got picked up. I will bet my dick he doesn't play. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, his eyes, are, his eyes should be so blocked yeah. up during that game from the hangover. He's Get not playing. Hangobi. We That's should probably, have a case of hangobi. That's probably the bet of the fucking year. No offense to DeLuca. Get into the line, but it doesn't even look like it's taken into account that word I was playing. Vegas probably doesn't even know that who's Dylan Ward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, congrats, Wardo. Um, NLL is just premier product, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to dive in next year. I know I said that this year, but the riptide just sucked, man. It was hard. Like I'm a a bandwagon fan. Like my team's not good. What am I supposed to do? So they got to pick it up. They got Jeff Teat. Um, They could use me probably, but if not, I, I should go to a game this year where, you know, like they're playing like the Swarm or something or a team that I know a lot of the guys. Um, but I just couldn't get to it. I need my By parents way, to move back to Long Island so I can do that easily. Here's like a little insider deal. Um, so there were 19,000 people at the game, like 19,200, something crazy for that final game. And a lot of times when you see a game that big for a sport, that's like, not, you know, the NHL finals, it's like, shit, there's probably a good amount of like comp tickets. You wanted people to go and, you know, you wanted to make sure less than a thousand comp tickets for the entire stadium, like fucking unbelievable revenue, unbelievable atmosphere, like Buffalo, the Buffalo bandits are like the premier franchise in lacrosse right now. And I don't know, and honestly, the Mammoth are probably a close second. That was a yeah. dream matchup Dude, for, like, NLLHQ. I got off the, uh, of, like, one of my flights in Denver recently, and I saw, like, four or five, like, Mammoth sweatshirts. Yeah. Like, I didn't see any Broncos gear. Like, it was kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I like, I, I wish the Riptide were good. It'd be so fun to go to a fucking playoff game. That yeah. I would do in a fucking heartbeat. I'm not going to yeah. go and fucking watch them play the Swarm in April. <laughs> it's it's a val it's a valid thing yeah. and like the fact that it's buffalo and denver too it's like yeah. shit in denver even you have shit to do like in new york you better make that you better have a damn good team yeah so i don't know we'll see there's like now it's like salary cap and trade and vegas franchise and there's all kinds of shit going on in the league so um but i'm glad that like even you and sound guy, like in the group chat are, we're genuinely excited about like how good that product was. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck sick. Yeah. I was explaining it to my physical therapist. He was like, does anyone care about lacrosse? And I was like, the NLL. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the NLL is huge. Like you can make, you can do indoor and then field. You could be Dylan Ward and, you know, 
make a living. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's like, that was one, I was having a conversation. Dude, I, I think I'm fucking stupid because I can never remember who I'm talking to, but I can remember what we were talking about. And it was like, what's the biggest difference between NLL and PLL? And I go outside of the business model and everything on the surface, people just give a shit who wins in the NLL. And like people will show up to a PLL game and kind of just be like, Oh, like cool goal. But I, you know, I don't really care. I'm here to watch, you know, like a player or two. So I don't know what the PLL can do, like crack the code of fandom without placing teams in cities and like kind of building that. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what you call it, that fandom up. Um, but to see like Buffalo fans legitimately heartbroken that the bandits didn't win. Granted, they've been a franchise since like, you know, the nineties, but shit, man. Dude, but cities are going to bandwagon. Like, I think, you, I think it's all about getting in a city. I, I know it's like probably less sustainable when you're like not making a ton of money, but that to me is like a no brainer. Well, it's um, tough too. Like, I because I was thinking the the Fourth of July Outlaws game always had like thirty thousand people there because of like the fireworks show and shit like that. And I was like, if if this is the PLL model, first off, you got to get in cities. But what do I know? Second off, you you can't switch up cities. You kind of need to make these like at least yeah. the core like people to plan for it. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm gonna have free weekends this summer. But like I missed the boat on the PLL games. It's like already, so I can't like go to one now. It just Except seems like maybe. It's a, yeah. that's probably gonna fold. By the way, I don't. <laughs> like I had like everything in place, and then dude, just looking at the fucking cost of flights, dude. Oh, it's insane to fly to Texas right now. It's a joke. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll right. see. I might. I might do it like with Bryce or something. Um, All right. Need time for that, anyways. <laughs> Um, what else? Well, oh, all-star game voting. So I don't even want to get into like building an all-star team, but who is someone that you think is going to make it that you don't think should be an all-star? Who's going to make it that shouldn't be an all-star? Ooh, who just, whose clout is high? You know, like those graphs where it's like clout, recognition, talent, and the talent bar graph is really low. Yes. So who has clout that you don't think is that good, but like the, still good but you just don't think they should be an all-star um fuck i feel like three games in i haven't even had the chance to start hating on people connor farrell maybe that's a good one i think but but he's been playing good i just think he hasn't been that good in like years past for the amount of clout that he gets in the pll running with this whole idea that he drinks milk is like one of the best stories of all time um so i know i don't like him because of that and now that he's playing good this might be the first year that he deserves it but he didn't deserve it last year if he made it i don't know i wasn't paying attention to all star brackets uh you what who's your take i think marcus holman is going to get in but shouldn't be and that's not the team u.s roster too that's not to say he's not good but i just think that there are probably people who are better i mean how many how many all-stars are there we don't even I, know. I have no clue what the structure is, but I I'm have pissed off. No idea. Let's pull it up. This is what we do best. Yeah. All-star voting. If Tom Schreiber makes it, we riot. <laughs> I, I like Gittleman's going to make it. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> that's well, just he had kidding. a big hit. So that's a bit about me hating on Gittleman. 
but I don't actually hate on Gilman. Only the real Dude, one. Oh, you can root. Okay, you can vote for Grant Ament for All Star, but you can't vote for Bryce. Bryce has more points than Grant Ament. Go fucking that's, figure. Actually, that's exactly what it's gonna be. It's gonna be like Michael Sowers, who has been hurt for like most of the year. Damn, Marcus Holman has seven goals this year. That's pretty legit. Dude, Dude Will Manny is fucking killing it. Dude, Archer's offense is explode. They put up 20 on the cannons. Yeah, true. Matt Moore getting involved. Um, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that I don't think uh dude, there are people with zero fucking points that are up for the all-star voting. Ooh. Such bullshit. Uh Chris Aslanian, Aslanian, Cloutier, Joe Robertson, Zed. Sure, that's gonna be incredible when like a guy who didn't play until week four. Yeah, literally. It's in the, oh god. That's what's gonna I happen. No, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I think I'm going with I think I'm going with Holman as my shouldn't get in, but we'll get in. All right, Holman and Farrell. That's that's both that's actually really bad takes on our part because they're both crushing it this year, but I stand by it. <laughs> Well, I still don't think he's a top six attackman in the – well, how many fucking attacks make it? I don't think he's a top six attackman in the PLL. Put it that way. Manny should make it. Lyle should make it. Rambo. Nick Sowers. Dern. Nick Dern. Dylan Malloy. Dylan Malloy. Teat. Did I even say fucking Teat? No, Teat. Teat. Yeah. Ray. Teat again. Teat yeah. plays for both teams. Teat. Eric Law, unseasoned chicken. West, dude. West is killing it. You're going to hold Kavanaugh out for fucking Holman? I don't know. Seems a little fishy to me. All right. <laughs> Already <laughs> next, going big brain. Yeah. Here we go. Next thing. Next thing. Cloud police. We didn't rehearse this. Not that we rehearse ever, but we don't have any notes on it. Here, let me get my script. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of cloud police. Um all of Texas A&M College Station needs to be thrown in actual jail as well as clout jail. Um, you can't just start a cult and then say that it's like something cool. Um, honestly, my my clout police is just going back to the same old well of just the archers offense um, every time. So this this was pretty funny to watch um, Eli Gobrecht's like a compare and contrast of the comments he would get uh, as an archers player versus a water dogs player. I swear to God. Okay. never mind. I thought our, oh, we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, if you're going to take the time to comment on an Instagram post, put a little fucking effort into it. If I see one more, like, okay, two, six LFG exclamation point, prayer hands prayer hands fire emoji like just the stupid comments who did i have to go and do like the the worst of the worst and just go like screenshot the archers guys comments because it really does like you know not that i'm actually mad about it because that'd be <laughs> weird but it really does piss me off i'm like fucking what good was that um so that's that's my clout police is People who are lazily commenting emojis just for the sake of having their name on a fucking post. That's a good one. Like the, the, uh, whatever the documentary is called. And like, everyone's just like, people who didn't even watch it are like, 
absolutely incredible. Um, uh, how did I not just put Tribeca Film Festival? Yeah, I know. I was going to just say Tribeca Film Festival. Dude, I mean, I feel like there were so many PLL people there. Was that a real festival? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't see anyone who wasn't like a PLL employee. I guess Dude, Dwight was really was funny. There. there was a, so we did have a sleeper agent there, Spencer Turkle from Delaware, who just came in his pants because we mentioned him on the boat. Oh, yeah. That's Sound Guy's boy. That's Sound Guy's boy. Uh, Sound Guy, we don't know who he is, but he has, you know, ties to I this. met him in person. You met Sound Guy in He's person? A, no, I met Sound Guy's boy, Spencer Turkle, in person. So did I. Yeah. And uh, apparently he was just shit-faced, and, like, he went up to Terry Foy and was like, oh, like, I know Nick Osello, and I'm a big <laughs> fan of the post game and Evan Malloy, and, like, what's up, man? <laughs> Terry was talking to me about it today and he was just like, yeah, he was just kind of like showing up and talking to people that were disinterested. Like, it was so funny. So shout out Spencer for holding it down. Exact. That is on brand. That is the brand that we bring is over drinking at a fancy place and just one. There you go. Yeah. Sleeper agent. Um, my cloud police is everyone who's a PLL original, apparently, and we're not. Um, that's fucking bullshit. What is the PLL original thing? By the I way? think they're like sending like jerseys and gear that like says you're a PLL original, like you're an original fan, like a day one. And like, we're that's not literally that. you. I mean, like, that's us. Like, I get that sometimes we're negative about the league. Sometimes we break news before the league wants it to break. Sometimes we spread rumors about future MVPs of the league transferring to colleges that they're not transferring to. Sure. But like we get the ball rolling, we get the bits going. You think people we're will be talking about PLL that, timeouts without us? We're the only people that capture the drinking lacrosse fan. PLL, you got to <laughs> cater to the families, but we're the ones that keep people interested. But I mean, seriously, like we, we have takes that get the, like get the people going um funny videos funny memes i just feel like even if we're not directly supporting the league and being like oh yeah this was sick like your little hoodie sponsorship was sick of course we're not going to support that that was not sick but we're still like talking about the league getting buzz around the league whether it's positive or negative we're a part of that so i feel that we are pll original and I want I want the PLL to succeed, but I'm not going to idly stand by and support every single thing. So if that's not a PLL original, then I don't want to be one. But seriously, send me a fucking jersey. <laughs> Just because I don't dick ride everything they do. Doesn't yeah, the I dick riding. See the, them succeed. Thank you. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon. What if Nathan McKinnon was like, oh, yeah, man, eat that hot dog. They're not think in the, the Stanley Cup. Have, yeah. They're losing the fucking blues. They, are you kidding me? Imagine if you just let me get away with takes that I haven't even thought of that I was just spraying onto the internet. We wouldn't even be as nearly as famous and successful and lonely as we are. <laughs> Fuck. But seriously, everyone's in cloud jail until we get a fucking jersey. Yeah. Um, here's so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was looking at our next talking point, and this is actually interesting. Um, so the, the numbers came out and a little background information for you people that aren't as in the know, aka didn't see that one tweet that we saw. Um, the MLS signed like a 
over 10 years, $2.5 billion deal with ESPN, I think, or Apple. Yes. Apple. Yeah. Apple, Apple TV. $2.5 billion over 10 years. And um, their viewership numbers were very close. Am I cutting out? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Their viewership numbers were very close to the PLL numbers. And it was like the same channel, same, you know, it, it was like the good comparison. So numbership, like viewership numbers are up in the PLL and they're doing really well. Conversely, the crowds have been kind of shitty. So it's like, I'm, I'm curious if people just simply aren't going to sporting events anymore. Cause I think that's, that's a thing. Like granted Buffalo and Colorado, it was the finals. So like, I think you can point to that in some ways, but also, you know, other arenas weren't exactly filled to the brim. Some NLL stadiums struggle with attendance. At the end of the day, I just don't think people go to sporting events as much as they do in years prior. And that's exactly this kind of like backs up that assumption. Good viewership, bad in-person crowds. You know, you tell me. I feel like it's a lot easier to like tune in randomly. I don't know how all the viewership stats work either. Like if they, like when they take viewership, is it like total households that tune in? I don't even know. But regardless, it, you're competing. You're not going to get people in the stands, especially when you're like competing with like a weekend in the summer. Like, I just think that's not, like one one weekend in a major city that someone doesn't want to go to a sporting event and like you lose out on those fans. So I think it's like a we talked about the tour style. You're not building a fan base in a city. I think that's just challenging in itself. And on top of that, you're doing it in like a peak time to do other activities on the weekends. Like you talk about the NLL, they start in October and end in June, like the NHL and the NBA. The PLL is like competing December. with yeah, like the PLL even is better time with, to start when nothing else is going on. Right. They're, they're competing with like literally like kids going to the camp or to, to the beach or like playing outside. Like I think it's just like a, a big challenge to ask a family to go to a sporting event uh, in the weekends in the summer. But that's the reality. I don't know. I don't know what they make more money off of and what they want more of. But if they need attendance, then I think they got to rethink it. If they can make the money off the viewership, then like I guess keep rolling the ball out. Yeah, but that's my take. I mean, I just don't think I think you're in the worst time to drive attendance that you possibly could be in. Yeah, and like you know, baseball games are just fun to go to because you're sitting down and drinking and not giving a shit. I don't think you're trying to capture the baseball audience. It's like, well, you're in this. If I have a want. I would love to go to a PLL weekend. Like I didn't go this past weekend and now I can't go. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, you're fucked after that. So the Mets, would I love to go to the Mets 2 PM game today? Sure thing. Couldn't make it. I had work, but I can just go over the weekend. So like, it's not, it's not going anywhere. Like you're still going to get like the asses in the seats. And I feel like for such a concentrated fan base, to like not give the opportunity to people who would go like more consistently is just like challenging. And I guess you can argue, like make the time to go. And if you could go always, you'd never go. But I guarantee you, if there were three games on Long Island, I have three showings on Long Island, I'd probably make it. That's not even that much. 
Maybe that's like a cool little like, hey, these are the four teams that are going to be on the Northeast circuit this year. And it's just like Albany, Long Island, Baltimore. And you schedule three games in each before going to the playoffs or something. I don't know how that would work, but that would be kind of sick. Or just do like a few bubbles, not actual bubbles, but like destination, like mini tournaments. Dude, that would be kind of sick. Just like, hey, it's going to be Portland, Denver, and Baltimore this year. Yeah, and it's like go – like who – I mean, you think about the – like the women's um, league, the – what yeah. is that called? The United AU? League? Yeah, I, I can't remember what it is. Athletes Unlimited, yeah. Like they just redraft the teams every year, and it's like really like, like I love like having like the league style. And I don't think you should do that, but you could do like many like almost like a PGA type thing where like yeah. you're getting points for winning a tournament and you're going certain places. Do that yeah. out in fucking Montauk, dude. That would yeah. be electric. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I mean that that could be cool. Like a PGA Tour style. The Redwoods come in. Oh, the Redwoods won the fucking Malloy Cup. But the chaos won the Ocello Cup and like finished in last. So so and so has more points. Make it like kind of NASCAR or PGA, like when you have like certain points for where you're finishing. And Dude, then have, now like, with the, like the addition of sixes in the winter and shit like that, like you can do stuff year round like this. True. But even if you want to do PLL, you could do it that way. Yeah. And, and just have winter, a week long yeah. tournament. Yeah. Week long tournament. Oh, I'm going to day one. I'm going to the fucking the last day. I'm going to the championship. Yeah. Great. Well, I could make it Thursday to Sunday. Dude, we are making the best league right now. Thursday yep. to Sunday, anywhere. Then you have the championship somewhere, and it's like six mini tournaments, and that's it. Intern, Think about it. Down. Think about that. That just was on the spot. I'm all in on this. Yeah, I, I'm all fired up now. I am fired up. Like, and wow. Think of the bit potential for the fans. Yeah, well, just think of like yeah, I think I think you'd get the attendance way up. You could be like, I'm going to the championship of the Long Island Cup. And it's like, whoa, that's gonna be sick. Like it actually means something. You have a playoff atmosphere in every city. Halftime yeah. boxing matches of the two healthy scratches. <laughs> All right. And I mean, that's not a bad idea. No, it's actually I, not. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Or if they considered it. I mean, Joe Sai listens to this podcast. He's probably calling Rabel right now. Yeah, I'm um, seeing him on Thursday. So, Joe, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that was nuts. All right. Anyway, should we – I'm kind of down down with that idea, though. So am I. Like, yeah. I'm legitimately fired up about it. All right. Let's recap this previous weekend of games. Water Dogs Chrome. Did you catch this? Really good game, dude. It was dude, fun to watch. Great teams. I fucking love the Chrome. By the way, we talk about this in the Scannoni interview, but the Chrome are officially the Long Island Chrome. Yep. They're the Long Island, Island Chrome. Um, Long Island Chrome. So this this game, like, I, I was writing about it earlier because I'm a fucking writer now. Everybody congratulate me and please clap. Um. I love this game because there were like 15 different storylines to follow. Young guys like Nick Turner and Wisnowskis, like stepping up big for the Chrome. Uh, good defense, bad defense for both teams. Ryan Brown showing that he's still like the best shooter of all time. Uh, big runs both ways. Like this was objectively the most entertaining game of the year. And like 
outside of games that come down to the last second, I mean, this was one of the most entertaining games of lacrosse I've seen in, uh, in, in quite some time. So I, I loved this game, dude. Did you catch this one? Yeah. Um, Nitrin, I've said it multiple times that he was the steal of the draft. He really is. I was kind of just talking out of my ass at the time. Like, well, he was a top five attackman and he got drafted kind of late. So why not just say it? He is, he's fucking nasty. And like, He's like probably, if not the one of the like stories of the season, and he's gonna be like you. Everyone's like Dylan Malloy's coming back, but like he's just he's just as good as anyone has been. So I feel like he's like driving that team over the ledge of like being very good. Um, I mean, they're undefeated, and yeah, I, I think like he's got a complete game too. Like he had a uh he had an inside finish. He had like an insane fucking like jump shot coming around the cage. Like he's just fucking, he reminds me of Pinnell, honestly. Like he just plays like a young Rob Pinnell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm all in on the Chrome. I took them in the future to, to start the season and I'm fucking riding it out. Woods Chrome. I don't know who I'm going to pick. They already played though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, Dude, I'm and the like Chrome. the water dogs just, they're classic, like banged up team that they could be up five, and I'm like, they're gonna fucking blow it. Like, yeah. If they played, if they played a JV team, that it'd be a one goal loss, and then if they played the All Star team of the decade, it'd be a one goal loss. Like they're just <laughs> finding ways to make every game like that. Yeah, they are. They seem like a little cursed, dude. I also love like it's so funny that that's like the team that the part of my take guys purchased. Like are like are like the owners, quote unquote, of yeah. Just because like they're so, they're like the most volatile team of all time. Like they're either like zero and five or like undefeated, and it just like fits their like brand so well. And there's like, like I started I started diving back into it and listening a little bit more, and they literally just be like out of nowhere, yeah, the water dogs fucking suck. Like yeah. fuck the water dogs. <laughs> it's just like so funny. It's like a bit for them, um, but yeah, they're just like so feast or famine as a team. Well, it's like, yeah, it's just stupid. It's like they had that, they were up like four with three minutes left and lost by five or like yeah. something great. It's like, lost what the three, fuck yeah. are you doing, dude? What, uh, did you think the Wisnowski's goal was good or not? I did not think, I thought it hit pipe and was out. I thought it hit the net, like in the replay, but like a lot of people are, I, if it didn't hit the net, then it's not in, but like, I thought it hit the net. So I don't think anyone's like really disagreeing with each other. It's just a matter of if it hit the net or not. But I feel like I saw the net move when it was coming up. The other difficult part with it is like Deluca's slamming into the fucking pipe and the net's yeah. like shaking. So yeah, the net could be moving for that reason. But I don't know. I mean, they counted it a goal. All right, I'm right. You're wrong. Uh, so <laughs> next, Atlas whips. So last week I was talking about how this Atlas team is primed to win a championship. Immediately they go take a dump on the field. And lose to the whip snakes. Kind of one of the stories of this game. Dude, when you give up three two-point goals, that's six goals right there. Quick. You see that? You see that boom, map right boom. there? Um, you've you've lost the game. If you give up three two-point goals, I don't care how good you play in any other facet of the game, you've already lost. And that was the case this game. Yeah. Um, fucking snooze fest to start. I mean, if it was like you two two going into half, dude. It was so brutal. And, like, I'm a goalie. I love goalies. I fucking hate watching goalies play well. Like, it's the most boring thing on the planet. Dude, Burnlore was a joke. 
Yeah. Kincannon's fucking nasty too. Yeah. I think Kincannon is like careful, Evan. I do think he's like top to bottom though, probably like the most talented ball stopper. Um I'll say that. I think Blaze is great, but Blaze plays like pretty unconventional and he's just like like I think I take Kincannon to like over Blaze. Yeah, to save the ball, yeah. I think so. That's stupid. Over Burnlore? I think so, yeah. That's fucking stupid. If I'm giving up like a 10, if if I'm giving up up three, two points, if I'm good. Yeah. I mean, dude, well, did you see the two pointers? They're fucking sick. (laughs) If I'm giving up a 10 yard step down. That's a stupid take alert. No, if I'm giving up a 10 yard step down, I think I want Kincannon in the goal. That's stupid. You're stupid for saying that. No, I think Blake. Over Jack Kelly, over Blaze Reardon. Jack Kelly doesn't even start, dude. Jack Kelly doesn't even start. I would put him over Concanon. Concanon's no, good. Him over Concanon. I've all right. Just hear me out. I'm watching. I'm watching him play. I think he's got the best tactical game. If I'm giving up a 10 to 12 yard step down, not that like anyone's really saving that. So we'll say 12 to 15 step down, like standard shot hashes. I want Concanon in the net over the rest of those guys. I think Blaze plays the angles better than anybody and is the best all around goalie. And I'd want to build my team around him. But in terms of stopping. High percentage shots, I would want Kincannon. I mean, honestly, tough to disagree with that take if you're a fucking idiot, um, but I'm not. So, we'll, I mean, we'll he let was the great. fans do it. We'll they, let, we'll they, the, they, they, we yeah, should put out a poll. I'll tweet out a poll right now. We, well, you're going to say who's the better goalie? Evan thinks Is Jack Kincannon's Kincannon the best goalie? the best ball stopper in the PLL, yes or no? Okay, yeah. I mean, out of context, I did say that. But with the context, I still think I'm right. Burnlaw's fucking streaky, dude. Like, I have all the respect in the world for him, but he was not good last year. Like, he wasn't good last year. Weren't you dick-writing him last episode about how he's been the best goalie for, like, seven no, years now? No, I just said that he was good. I think he's good. I'm not – I'm just saying, like – I'm I'm working – are you okay? Wrong, are you okay right now? What's wrong with saying someone's better than someone else? I'm not saying Burnlaw's bad. I'm just saying. 12, 15-yard step down, Kincannon. I'm going to put out a poll, and I'm going to make it very non-biased. And you're you? – Yeah, and you're – I mean, dude, I would – like, Blaze is the best goalie in the league, but he plays unconventional. Done. Taking Kincannon. So, if I tweet out, is Jack Kincannon the best ball stopper in the PLL? Everyone's so dumb on Lax Twitter, dude. You spend fucking every day on Lax Twitter. It's not going to – Say 12 to 15 yards step down from the hashes. Who are you taking? And then the poll is just yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be stupid. Uh, you get what I'm saying, though? I mean, I kind of do. I it just it's not one facet. Stopping. It's not one facet of it's like I feel more it's one facet of the game on Concannon than I do Burnmore. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like, I, I disagree. And I, well, granted, I, I, th- I don't think Burnlore is, like, as strong as Kincannon is high. Like, I don't think – I I think Burnlore's body of work is stronger than Kincannon's. But I think, like, talent-wise, I think Kincannon's a harder goalie to beat overall. This is, this is my favorite poll ever. In a 12 <laughs> to 15-yard step down, which PLL goalie is doing the best at stopping that ball? Yes or no? <laughs> 
I'm just going to reply under it. <laughs> All right. Next game, it's uh, it's it's Cannons Archers. Archers just beat the piss out of them. Um, if if you're the Cannons defense, you should think about taking something away. Either slide early to Schreiber or take away his skip passes. They hedged out and just gave everything up. All game, they were the first team to give up a 20-burger this year. Um, so Cannons really started out hot week one and then now took a dump. So credit to the Archers. Did you have anything that you wanted to talk about? I think the Cannons might stink, but um, no, nothing to really talk about. Matt Moore got going finally. Uh, I think he had three goals. Gittleman, after I talked to that shit, actually, what was Gittleman's final stats? It had to be pretty good. Um, but he's playing good right now. I'm still, he's not playing good right now. He had one good game against the shitty cannons. Um, but yeah, I don't have too much on this. I mean, it was just kind of a blowout the entire time. Um, the Lyle goal, that angle of that goal, dude, the PLL media team is fantastic. The videos that they get are like sick. And how quickly they turned them around. Yeah. Are you talking about that Lyle one? Yeah, it was insane. That was like such a sick angle. They're great. Um, Hats off to them. Look at us supporting the league, PLL Originals. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, um, like not too much from this one. I I feel like that's that's pretty much it. I will say, I think the Archers always get one of these games where they're like, they kind of look shitty. And then they like kind of look good. And then they have this blow up offense game and then they get rolling. And I think like the cannons were just that stepping stone for them. So look out for the archers moving forward. Dude. I actually love that take Uh, look out for the archers moving forward. And then at some point they just cool off and never end up getting anywhere. Like they're going to be a <laughs> tell wagon. Me, tell me whoever just commented Kelly under me saying again by Celia miles is your burner. Because if it's not, <laughs> that's got to be your your burner. Kelly, no. No, I don't have Nelly's Deli 69 420. <laughs> that's got to be you. <laughs> I'm, I'm on this guy's page, and his, his pin tweet, is anyone else's Hulu not working, or is it just my ex's? <laughs> I, I love this guy. Yeah, holy shit, what a legend. Oh, um, yeah, he gets a follow back for that. Atta boy. All right. Nelly's Deli. Okay. Um, this is a great episode so far. Yeah, um, I'm bla- blast. Redwoods, Redwoods Chaos. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, this team was too talented to just go out and take a dump for three games in a row. So I'm really glad that it seemed like a couple of the guys were like, hey, here's the deal. I'm going to get the ball. And like Ryder, Garnsey, and Pinnell probably said this. I'm going to get the ball. Someone just get the fuck out of my way so that I'm not double teamed as soon as I take one step. And then everything opened up because they were just dodging hard for the first time like all season. Um, combine that with the Chouse's, uh just inability to get things going on offense. Dude, the part that blew my mind is Challen Rogers and Westberg looked really good in a two-man game. And then, like, the next shift, they're like, oh, Challen Rogers, Westberg, two-man game, goal. The next shift, they'd be like, hey, someone should fucking dodge out of the box, and we should totally forget that the two-man game just worked. It was really weird to watch. They weren't, like, shooting. 
they took 20 they they were outshot 43 to 20 i have it up right here like i remember they were like 33 percent shooting um in the like in the first half like they were three for nine shooting but they just like turned the ball over they couldn't like get shots off um but when they do like they they put the fucking ball they're so fun to watch dude like even if they're not playing well the chaos yeah, like the chance like watching a train wreck. Austin stats is like so fucking fun to watch. He just like barrels into people, looks like he's falling over, and then just like dimes fucking west like eight yards out. Uh, that and, was a sick pass. Yeah, I like know that exactly was sick. Which one you're talking about? But like Challen Rogers like rips it hundred miles an hour to west of stick. And he like somehow catches it and like fucking hits the pipe or something. Like it was. Uh, they're like fun to watch no matter what, even if they're not playing well. Like that's probably the most exciting seven goals you'll ever see in a lacrosse game. Um, and then on the, the wood side, I mean, too much was going right for them. I feel like, uh, I, like Ryder scored a fucking righty goal. Dude, um, a step down righty. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Weird. If, you, if you didn't think they were winning after that, like you haven't been paying attention. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just feel like they, they were firing on all cylinders in that regard. Um, Pinnell looked pretty good. Um, Dude, I know I just keep talking about goalies, but I'm kind of out on Troutner. Why? I just didn't think he looked that good. Fair. <laughs> I, I, you, know I who, to... you know who we need? Jack Kelly, baby. Bring him in. Let's go. Dude, I would be down for that. I'm going to keep doubling down on the take. Is like you got to find somebody who can win you a game, like not someone who's not going to lose you a game in the goal. There's so many good goalies. Like, you'll find a guy who can go – like, trying to win 53% in that game. Like, well, it's tough because, like, that first game against the Atlas, like, both goalies went, like, 23%. And yeah. that's like, well, what the fuck do we even do from there? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, overall, the entire – even the entire year, like, he's just – he doesn't, like – he doesn't knock my socks off. Like, he's he's good. Sure, like, he, he can be a starter. But I would like go to the well and try to find somebody who can fucking like kill it. I think Troutner's probably the best pure ball stopper in the PLL. I couldn't agree less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst take of all time. Uh, I know you're just trolling, but seriously, I just I don't know. He doesn't do it for me. Um, not, but I, I'm a Woods guy. I hope he figures it out. Just haven't been impressed. You watch Blaze, Concannon, and fucking Burnlore, and there's a big gap. After yeah, that. it's it's similar to the faceoff game. I'd say is like you have like Baptiste Nardella, Farrell, and then TD's still in his like his mini rut. I'd say I'll include him there. TD, hey, there you go, a little charity for you. Yeah, I'll include Scanoni in the goalie list too because we just got <laughs> <had> him. <laughs> you're you're a rookie though, brother. You gotta earn yeah. that. You gotta and earn Dylan that. Ward, yeah. So uh, yeah. No, no, Dylan Wardo's not in. He hasn't played a fucking game. Let me just keep adding until it's everyone. <laughs> uh, but hey, speaking of the, you know, your Redwoods and Burnlore and all this, let's go into this week's slate of games because the Redwoods play the Whip Snakes historically. Uh, so the line is uh, Redwoods plus one and a half, over unders at 22 and a half, and the money line plus 150, Woods minus 185 whips. If history has told us anything, uh, I'm taking the Redwoods to cover uh, and the Whip Snakes money line. So, Whips are going to win by one. I'm going. 
I'm taking the whips minus one and a half. I think this is a really tough game for the woods to get after um, they're trying to get on a roll. Like the whip snakes have the momentum off the Atlas. They hate the redwoods though. Like they're not going to let up for the redwoods, right? Like they still have that, like we own you type attitude. It's not like they're going to snooze for it. It's kind of like when the Patriots play the jets and you think like maybe the jets will sneak up on them this time. Never fucking happens. (laughs) Um, So to me, I think like, if this was the water dogs, let's say, and they were like just getting their like footing, I think they could sneak up on the whips, but I just don't think the whips will like let their guard down against the Redwoods and they'll continue to roll. And like I said, I saw some holes in the woods last weekend. I love, I love the, I love the boys. I'll be rooting for you, but I'm putting my money on the whips. Um, But like so much went right, like went their way for them to still, win that i don't know if they'll get that against against also here's some worth pointing out uh so they activated zed and arden cohen notre dame defenseman has no experience playing against like indoor guys like so the rambo the zeds you know guys like that they're tough to guard if you have no indoor experience yeah bizarre especially when they're thumbing the ball like what are you gonna do yeah yeah i I hope there's like a big instance, just game one right off the bat. Zed. There's a hundred percent going to be. It's all he does. Like oh, I'll never I'm forget when that guy so was mad. that guy got so mad at me for saying he thumbs the ball. And he's like, no, he works hard at his game and shows me a picture of him playing with little kids and he's thumbing the ball playing with little yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. It's that just was... it's a habit. It's it's fine. He gets away with it. I don't give a fuck. But to say he doesn't do it is out of control wrong. That I forgot about that. That's one of the best like post game yeah, moments of all time. It really is. Um, all right, Chaos Water Dogs. The Chaos are favorites minus one and a half. The Water Dogs are plus one and a half, both minus 15. The over under is 23 and a half. Um, Moneyline Juice is 120 for Water Dogs, minus 150 for the Chaos. Who do you got? So the, the Chaos get all their bandits boys back. Uh, that's a, that's something to take into account. I just I think the water dogs are due. I like that they're plus 120. It's a close game. Vegas is calling it. But the fact that Blaze hasn't been playing freakazoid goalie this entire time, and the fact that this is like everybody's first field game back. So, like, oh, Wes has like two games, and then now you're getting Dane Smith and Josh Byrne and all these guys where it's like, oh shit, do they just easily pick up field just like box? No, there's like at least one or two weeks of transition that it's going to take. Like, I think I would put a futures on the chaos before I put one on the water dogs. But I think first game back, water dogs are due for a game. Granted, they're a little bit battered, but I I like the dogs straight up. And I'll take um, I'll take the over. I think that it's kind of like sloppy defense all around. Dogs come out with like, you know, a two goal victory. Yeah, I like the dogs, too, honestly. Um... I'm going to take – I'm with you. I totally agree with you. The dogs in the over. I think the chaos even had, like, some new guys to the roster this this weekend, and you already, like, kind of noticed it. Um, by the way, shout out Tommy Palisak. I thought he played fucking sick in, in the two games that he played. But, I mean, it is what it is. You're not going to play over the Bandits guys coming back. But um, I thought he was impressive. And then the other thing with the dogs, I feel like they have a field team, like, that just – their style play plays very well against the chaos, in my opinion. Um, like, I think they'll run the chaos up and down the field a little bit. Um, 
and Westberg isn't necessarily like the strongest rider in the, in the league. So um, I'm going with the dogs there. Got it. Uh, Cannons Chrome. So this is the biggest, uh, you know, lopsided odds of the weekend. Chrome are obviously the favorites. Uh, Cannons plus one and a half at plus 110 um, in a pretty like, yeah. I mean, Chrome minus one and a half at minus 140. Um, Moneyline is Cannons plus 150. Chrome minus 185. Not exactly a great investment. Makes me want to throw a little money on the Cannons, but absolutely not. Chrome are going to beat the piss out of them. And uh, the over is going to hit and the Chrome might do it by themselves. Yeah, I love the over here. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't bet against the Chrome right now. They're rolling. This is a great matchup for them to get too. Like, just like you know, last weekend, I think people were like, are they really legit? Like, granted, the Water Dogs like haven't been stellar, but I still think like when they're if you're playing a decent team, like to get another win when you haven't won really in the Chrome, like it matters. Um, and to get like the Cannon stepping stone. Although, dude, the cannons gotta like show up at some point. Like, not against the chrome. I don't think. Yeah. Even if the cannons show up, then they show up to get their teeth kicked in <coughs> by the chrome. If they were playing know. a different team, like I'm going back on what I was just oh, saying. Oh, you're such a weak, weak. The chrome future still has the most legs ever. What a good bet by me. But if the Cannons are getting plus 110 and one and a half, I'm taking the fucking Cannons. Like, come on, plus plus money on, on one and a half goals. That is like, you got to take that. As a betting man, you got to take that. Do I think the Chrome the better with team? Your heart. Wait about with your heart, not your, or your brain, not your heart. Yeah. You were just pointing at your head. Pointing saying, <laughs> <laughs> we got to clip that. Yeah. <laughs> Where to bet with your heart? Where to bet with, your, with heart? your heart? Yeah. <laughs> Mahalo. Um, but yeah, plus 150 money line, a little sprinkle there. OT win for the cannons. Lyle, nine points. Book it. All right. Um, Archers, Atlas. This is a very intriguing matchup. So the Archers are dogs plus one and a half, but it's minus 145. So fake dogs. So yeah, you're right, dude. They just give the lines of one and a half, then make the odds based on that. Um, and then the Atlas are minus one and a half plus 115. Over under is 25 and a half, very high, probably thanks to the Archers last week. Um, and both money lines, Archers money lines minus 110 and Atlas money lines minus 120. So honestly, this is expected to be an even matchup if you're uh, going off of Vegas. Uh, who do you like in this one? I mean, uh, fucking pains me to say it, but I think the faceoff game just leans so heavily in favor of the Atlas. They, they might legitimately go 90% on the draw. Like Baptiste yeah. is playing out of his mind and the archers aren't going to have an answer for it. And when you get that many possessions, granted they just lost to the whips, but the archers don't have as many two point threats as the whips do. I think they have Ratliff and Schreiber um, really are their only two. And they know that now they're like, Hey, let's only get beat by one goal. They're going to learn from their mistakes and when you're going, when the faceoff advantage is this significant and you have, you know, Teat Gray, um, you know, I think Casabiel's due for a pretty good little pop-off. I know he's had some success against Gittleman the last couple of days or a couple of days. Who has it? Yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stuffed me in the bubble. <laughs> um, 
but I just, I see too many reasons the Atlas can win and I don't see enough reasons why the archers could win. So I'm going to take the Atlas uh, and I'm going to take them to cover and I'm going to uh, take the under. I think this is like a 12, you know, 12, eight game. Yeah. I mean, the over under is too, too high. 25 yeah. and a half. 25 and a half. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So although I could see like 15, 14, I'm going to take the over to be fucking cooler than you. That's uh, fair. And then I like the Atlas minus one and a half. It's plus 115. Um, I don't like any really the archers bets, to be honest. And then kind of your point, like specialist wise in a tight game, you know, they, they're going to own the face off X. They got the best true ball stopper in the field. And, and, <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Gittleman has the juice. And then like, if you go positionally, they have the best attackman on the field. Like I know Manny's having a good year, but he's like having a good year as a product of a team, right? Like kind of reminds me of a Chris Kreider on the Rangers, like 50 goal scorer, but let's be honest, he's playing with some of the best passers in hockey. I think Will Manny is a very similar uh, situation, but more power I to think, you. I think what keeps this game close is Gittleman out playing Con Cannon. Fuck you. <laughs> Con Cannon, if you're fucking listening, I don't know if you're listening, but I just endorsed the shit out of you. So and guess you if you're listening, don't let this fucking guy. You don't have to. You don't have to acknowledge it. You don't have to acknowledge it. But fucking, you better start showing up and not make me look like an asshole. I've had some good takes this year, and I'm not gonna let you ruin it. So, fucking step up. I don't know what kind of pump up speech that was. My worst yeah. pump up speech <laughs> last last week was way better. But Cannon, you better show up. I believe in you. Um, another Long Island guy. I guess Gettleman's Long Island guy too. Long Island's just hotbed. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the Atlas minus one and a half. I think they have the best attackman. I don't think they have the best midfielder. I don't think that, I don't think they have the best midfielder, but that's okay. Um, I think they have a better defense, um, better goalie, better faceoff guy. If we're doing one of those ESPN side by side, check the box, check the box. I'm going Atlas and I'm, I'm taking the minus one and a half for the plus 115. Dude, the Atlas. This is a big game for the Atlas. This is like kind of their, are we legit or are we, you know, do we have some work to do type game? Like, can these young guys step up? And the archers are like seasoned, like. Completely agree. Yeah. Like these, this is like their test. I think it's a the totally archers winnable. The archers probably have the most consistent roster in the PLL. Yeah. I think it's a totally winnable game for the Atlas, but I think like, I think this archers offense could find like a lot of holes in their team and, and like, show their true colors early in the season. If they can get the fucking ball. You Excited know. one to watch. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to watch because I'm going to be at a concert. But What concert? Rufus Dussault? No, Kygo Disclosure out in the Hamptons. It's going to be fucking sick. Uh, so it's called Palm Tree Festival, and Kygo puts it on every year, and it's at the Air- West Hampton Beach Airport. Um, and, yeah, it starts at 3 o'clock. Doors open at 3 o'clock, and it's from 3 to 11. So I think I'll probably get there at, like, 5.30-ish. So I'll just miss uh, Atlas, but I'll watch the uh, Cannons Chrome game. You you but, won't uh, just stream it in the crowd. So. No, I most certainly will not. <laughs> Kygo's actually going to play it right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the big Cannon guy. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I'm excited to hear how that goes uh, yeah. on our next uh, on our next episode weekend roundup presented by Hangobi. That's going to be a good yeah. one. I should catch the rest of the games though. I'm fucking packing this weekend, dude. This is my last weekend in San Diego. Damn. That's crazy. That came up quick. 
It did. Figuring Just out the details we right now, I might be in 4th of July. I'm either going to Portland or it's very much looking like I'm going to Dallas to join the Wassermans to go to Baker's Bay for the 4th. You're going to Baker's Bay? It's looking like it. I think that's – I, I I'm calling him as soon as this episode's done, but I think I'm finally doing it. Fuck, that's so ideal. I got to get there. I think I lost my invite after I made fun of Jay Wasserman last week. Dude, he gets in those group chats and fucking sprays. Also, sneaky like that it was just like the core group. Yeah. It felt very fun. <laughs> Some good bits. <laughs> we were able to get a little loose. So. Oh, classic. Um, anything else? I have a couple more quick, quick hitters. Yeah, let's hear them. Hit me. Stranger Things season four is phenomenal. So good, dude. Must watch. So good. Did you watch it? No, I've never, never seen an episode. Never yeah. seen an episode of yeah. You should watch Stranger Things. Season one's fantastic. Season two's good. Season three stinks. Season four is has two episodes that might be some of the best television I've ever seen. I'd rank them top ten episodes all time in any show i've ever seen if there's if there's one thing you have in spades it's recency bias because i think you said that exact same thing about the sopranos i think you said it about when you were remembering no, sopranos I, sopranos is a good show i don't think sopranos were my favorite shows it's the stranger things season finale of episode season four finale is one of the best episodes in television history is that generally agreed upon or is that a hot take? I don't think it's that hot of a take, but I truly feel that way. You should watch it. Um, two. <laughs> Here we go. Peaky Blinders. Dude, so You good. started that. So fun. Okay, you're liking it? Where are you? 10 minutes it? of the episode one still. I'm uh, getting around to it, though. I'll tell you this. The most satisfying ending of any show I've ever seen. Better than Entourage, bro. Satisfying ending? Yeah, Entourage ending sucked. He marries a random-ass chick? What the fuck was that? That sucked. Uh, no, that's what the bros say, though. Like, Sopranos, Sopranos ending was whack with the fucking... I know you didn't black see it, but screen. like... Black screen. Game of Thrones ending. Whack. Puke. Fuck, what made me throw up in my mouth. End-to-end, end, Tommy Shelby's character arc is fucking phenomenal. It's the best, most fulfilling ending of any show I've ever seen. I truly feel that way. Dude, better so than Turtles? <laughs> so there are two shows that you should watch. Um, and then I'm just going to say this. I enjoyed the Drake album, which I think got a lot of hate. So I want to get that off my chest on the podcast. It, you know, I, I wasn't too big of a fan. But... Yeah, I feel like it's not up your alley. No, yeah. I'm too big. Well, I liked it. Yeah. I personally, I feel like if you don't like the album, you don't like Drake's music. You can like some of Drake's songs and not like the album, but you just don't like Drake. That's pretty fair. I, I think I fall into that category. I'm like, damn, Drake has some unreal songs, but am I a fan of him? I don't know how that works. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I just wanted to, you know, talk a little pop culture there. Watch those two shows. They're great. Um, yeah. What should go. I go with first? Because I really haven't started either. Uh, Peaky Blinders or Stranger Things? I think Peaky. Well, Peaky is like slow in the beginning. And when I say in the beginning, each season, each season is only six episodes. The first three are typically usually slow and they like pick and they like develop the plot. But then the last three are like fucking electric. So I think you'll probably get to more like, holy shit, let's go 
episodes faster watching Peaky, and then you'll be hooked faster. Um, but like the Stranger Things seasons, their endings are like fucking nuts. Um, and that has like a little bit that plot doesn't get as like stale as as Peaky Blinders. Like he's kind of just out mafiaing somebody new every every season. But the last season had a lot of great twists and turns. So got it. Dial. That's my take. I think you go, I think you go peaky. I think by episode four of peaky, you're like, holy shit, this is sick. Dude, I'm I think I'm just gonna rewatch Entourage. <laughs> my girlfriend's little brother's like, I'm like talking to him about Stranger Things and like Peaky. He's like, can't get into a show really. And he's like, but I've been watching Entourage. He's watching it for the first time. And I'm like, I'm pretty jealous of you for watching it for the first time. But like, if you're saying I can't get into a show, but I'm watching Entourage, like, you're just. I, there, like, one of the guys at the wedding, like, brought up Entourage. I can't even remember the context, but I was kind of, like, in a judgmental mood already. I was like, get a load of this fucking 21-year-old watching Entourage for the first time, making it 80% of his personality. <laughs> So I, that's a bit that I've been doing in the office lately. I love Entourage, but I couldn't agree more. That's uh, that's pretty accurate. I've never enjoyed a show more that has a brutal, more brutal fan base. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, cool. Well, that does it for this episode. We crushed it. So we'll uh, see you next week. The post game would like to welcome an incredible guest. Took us months to track this guy down to get him on here. He kept dodging us. Um, unbelievable. You know him as kind of like the, I'd say like the rising star of like the next batch of goalies. Um, also wears a fedora apparently, which we'll get into. He already said he didn't want to talk about it. So we're going to force him to talk about it for like 20 minutes. Welcome to the post game, Sean Scannoni. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up guys? Thanks for having me. Where are you recording from? looks like your childhood bedroom. It's exactly my childhood bedroom. My brother moved out. So I turned this side into a, a little guys hang out. <laughs> What's up on the, all over the walls? Like what, what are kind of like, how I walked up football pictures back there. You played football. I did in high school. College? Yeah. Long Island guy. Did What's you that? play in college? No, no. Oh no, no, yeah. No. That's a pretty I'm tough not feat. Not, not many guys could, not many guys could. I mean, I'm not Connor Farrell. So. Oh, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yes to the year already. Here we go. Where are you from? Me? East Tyson. Him? Sage him. No, I don't care where he's from. I was talking about you. Yeah, uh, I didn't even realize you were a Long Island guy until you got your number. Yeah, 631 number. Wait, so East Islip, obviously, is, is that just like a worse at lacrosse version of West Islip? Or do they just get all the clout for a random reason? Give me the Islip breakdowns. All right, so East Islip is a football town. I'll give you that. I'll be the first one to say it. Oh, yeah. But West Islip had Nicky Glasso. He's, like, the greatest of all time. <laughs> and, like, East Islip doesn't have anybody. <laughs> you know? There's also Islip, though, Islip. isn't there? There's Islip. There's Central Islip. A lot of Islips. So, I know East Islip kids. When I was growing up, they were good East Isn't, like, Dan Seglio from East I know he went to St. Anthony's, but he's from East Islip. Yeah, he's from East Islip. But he did Tyler Begley. Yeah, I know Begs. I coach with yeah. Begs a little bit. There you yeah. go. Look, I'm up on my Long Island. Shit. What's the name of your town, Evan? Manhasset. Is that even a real? Is that like real Long Island? It sounds like Islip is kind of. No, Manhasset is not very long. Like Long Island stereotype, Manhasset is not that. 
It's fake Long Island. Nassau County. It's not fake. It's, but it's fake not. Long Island. He said it's, it's not. fake Long Island. Yeah, so North Shore Nassau County is soft. Like cake eater. Long Island. Like could never last on a football field kind of guys, you know? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's exactly <laughs> right. Evan, you're not even from Long Island, dude. I am from Long Island. Fake Long Island. It, it's not fake Long Island, but it's definitely different than the rest of Long Island. I'll be the first to admit it. Sounds better, kind of fake, dude. For better or for worse, yeah. who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Wait, I, I still need a breakdown on, like, why do I know that, like, why did in bumfuck Wheat Ridge, Colorado, very diverse place, why did that, why did I know what West Islip was but not East Islip? They're just so good at lacrosse. Well, they were, they were honestly. It's kind of, like, balanced out now, I would say. I'm telling you, Nikki Glossa. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just, they were just, a, yeah, they were top five team in the country every year, so you knew what it was. They were unreal. Guy like a million goals in high school. Yeah, all right. Like, it was record was record was recently broken by Joey Spelina, future oh. Syracuse Orangeman or Orange. Sorry, you don't even know the name of your. Yeah. Well, that's a terrible one. <laughs> I was expecting some like, oh fuck those guys. Uh, but it seems I mean, like, oh, I don't know why you were, I don't know why you were thinking it'd be anything else, but they were just like a powerhouse. Yeah, but like we would play them in football and we would just beat the shit out of them in football. What'd so you play? Yeah, were you the quarterback of the football team? That was tailback, actually. <laughs> were you actually? <laughs> no, I played center. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you being like the, you know, sneaky athletic, bigger no. dude. Center and, no, and nose guard. Did right. a bunch of your guys go play college? <laughs> uh, me and my one other buddy, he actually played a Hofstra, and that were the only two guys to go D1. What about uh, what about on the football side? You said you guys are like a football town. Yeah, no, we've all no one went and played in college. Long Island's not big in football. Yeah, I mean, like Jeremy Ruffin is really it. <laughs> yeah, the best player like usually goes to like Syracuse. Or really? Dorm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just figured Long Island was just like pumping kids all over the place. It's just like no, like town. upstate New York football is legit. Like that's where Jerron's from. Yeah, but like. Long Island, they don't even get off the island because it's so much worse. Yeah. Like if you once you win Long Islands, it doesn't even you don't even go to states because it's like minor leagues. <laughs> but still like so like everybody cared a lot about football on East Islip and it just yeah. wasn't that great. Yeah. The talent that's floor, that's yeah. the literal dream where you can kind of be mediocre, but everyone cares about it. That's Absolutely. like it doesn't get any better than that. Without a doubt. Yeah, when you put it that way, it sounds great. I'm, I'm raising my kids in East Islip. <laughs> I'm like I'm like under six foot, and I was considered like a big lineman. <laughs> um, so dude, we wanted to get into. I didn't realize that you, uh, your family was like a big lacrosse family. Your sister just won the uh, national championship at UNC. Yeah, she's like she's way cooler than me, man. I swear to God, I'm so jealous of her. She's stud. Yeah, she was down in Baltimore, and then she stayed after. She's like, yeah, I'm not gonna come home for like a week or so. I'm like. School's been out for a while. What are you doing down there? <laughs> but uh, yeah, she plays attack, lefty attack. Shoots shoots the crap out of the ball. But yeah, man, she's. Were you she's able to make tough. it to that game? Because like that was kind of a, a sneaky big talking point this year. Was that the women's games looked way sicker than the men's games? Like the crowds were bigger, the games were better. I mean, granted, I think a lot of it was because Donna fucked over Notre Dame and like you know not allowing Notre Dame into the playoff and, you know, blackballing teams like Syracuse, which had an argument, um, you know, it's just, it's a corrupt organization, but on the women's side, everybody was like people that only halfway follow were texting me like, yo, what the fuck is this? Were you able to go to the game? No, I was a training camp. Oh, oh. 
I know. It's tough. What? It was pissed. I was watching. I my guess laptop in the uh, in the dorm. I guess were you like feeling that you were bubble like on the bubble a little bit of making the squad, or did you feel pretty? <laughs> no, I know it was competition. Come on, I got. Come on. So is your sister like fuck off? For she's so pissed at me. I didn't go to yeah. one. I went to one game this year. She was pissed. She was pissed. It's <laughs> well, not easy to get through the year. All right, goalie of the year, goalie of the year, NCAA, goalie of the year, MLL, gunning for a PLL, but last place and brother of the year. Well, I tried telling her, I'm like, it's 10 hours away and flights are ridiculous. I'm like, you're killing me over here. Like, I coach high school, so it's like, not that easy. I drove to BC though and saw them play BC, so she was happy there. <laughs> Would you be able to stop a Charlotte North eight meter? Dude, I don't know. Yes don't or know. no? Yeah, have to answer yes or well, no. What, yeah. I think I could if that. 10 matters. out of 10. 10 out of 10 tries. So 10 tries. What are you going? What percentage? She hits the cage 10 times? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go 50% probably. Hopefully. Wow. <laughs> Scumbag. No. That's a true That's a true 30. That's a true 30%. <laughs> and she'll, like, she'll pump fake and then come underneath and then throw it in the lower corner <laughs> and run in. Well, you know that the uh, same percentage on them, there's 12%, so pretty cocky. Really? That, that really nah, I just made that up, but I wanted oh, to make totally it like that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, obviously, we just went over the fact that Long Island is pretty good at lacrosse, I'd say. You were second team all Long Island in high school. Who the fuck was first team? Like how? Luca. No shit. Where did he go? Where did Luka. he go? He went to Farmingdale, but, and he was a year younger than me, too, so he was a junior. So you were a year older and holy shit. Have you gotten to know him well? I actually don't really know him that well, honestly. I mean, I say what's up to him in passing, but. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah, he kind of (laughs) has six, seven. (laughs) Kind of little down on me. (laughs) Dude, being all Long Island is harder than being an All-American, Nick. Being all Long Island is harder than being All-American? Swear to God. In I mean, just geographically speaking, that's not true. No, it's it's harder. There are more All Americans on Long Island than there are All Long Island players on Long Island. I swear to God. Can one of our stupid followers fact check me? Because that just, I mean, it's not like they have like a select number of All Americans, or like if they do, I don't know how they decide it. But like, there are kids from my town who were All Americans, but not All Long Island. You can be. It's way harder to like be All College All Americans. No. High school All Americans, but they're not all Long Island. Well, aren't there like be- fifteen different All American committees? Just think about it. School? Think about it, dude. There's going to be more than five attackmen on Long Island that are All Americans, but there's but only who's three- the governing body that makes people All American? Because there's like the Adrenaline All American games. U.S. Like all- no, like the USILA like official All American list is easier to make than all Long Island. Well, then they make on this fucking hill. Long Island again. They make too many All-American kids. It's it's just handouts. Like the coaches pick them too, so. Yeah. But legit, like if you're talking Venn diagram or whatever that would be, you can be an All-American without being all Long Island, but you can't be all Long Island without being an All-American. Yeah. Boom. I think I'm going to sit here with two guys sucking each other's dick over Long Island. I wasn't all Long Island. I wasn't all Long Island. Neither was I. Oh, I thought you were second team all Long Island. We got it in the notes. Well, no, I thought that's not actually Long Island. That's like the backup to Long Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't even in the room, no. just like the PLL. Wait. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> While we're on like the Long Island circle jerk, which happens every fucking time we have someone on, 
Um, did you know who Evan was growing up and how much of your career can we attribute to Evan's Long Island prowess? It's honestly a funny story. I was watching him. Did you play at Hofstra when you're like your senior year, maybe in the playoffs? Yeah, I did. I swear to God, I was watching you. Did you play the high arc too, didn't you? I did, yeah. I'm not yeah. kidding. You saved some ball and you were outside the crease. I was like, I'm sitting there with that. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like, un- like st- unbelievable. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it was pretty stupid looking back on it. But we, we actually just like with, um, we had Epilon last week and we are two weeks ago. And there's a, like a clip of me getting laid out playing against him in high school. And I was like, not even in the net when I made a save. So I had to like run it up. But yeah, I was from my, I don't know, my dad was big on the high arc. So I ended up outside of the cage like half the time. Yeah, it cuts off a lot of angles. Yeah. You should try it out this weekend. Toes on the <laughs> uh, toes on the crease. Toes on the crease. On the top of the crease line. Yeah. If you're I mean, if you guys are down 10, like you gotta try it. I hope not. Jesus. So you you watched him play. Did you like know he was from Long Island and be like, damn, I gotta start playing a little bit more, you know, out of the crease? No. <laughs> All right, good. Good. Keep him humble. Well, Nassau guys play different than Suffolk guys. Yeah. Different style. <laughs> we lost, though. We got blown out in that game. Who'd you play? I don't remember. Fucking Wanta. Oh, Jesus. It's like the biggest embarrassment in Manhasset lacrosse season of all time was my senior year. We so. never made the playoffs when I was in high school, so at least you made it there. Yeah, well, you know, you guys were a football school. <laughs> all right, so uh, I guess you had a pretty good high school career. I know you're not from, like, a hotbed, but – um, how did you end up at UMass? What was that recruiting process like? Not from a hotbed. Didn't we just talk about how it's like all American factory? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not from Long Island hotbed, which is like a hotbed for you, Nick, but for, for me, it's not. So there you go. <laughs> Fuck you guys. But okay. <laughs> Anyways, we, we were just talking about UMass. Go. Uh, yeah. Coach doc, man. Massapequa guy. Doc Schneider. Go Long Island guy. Just got me hooked. I went up there. It's actually a funny story. I went them went to see them play against Hofstra, and uh, Ryan Izzo. Do you guys remember Ryan Izzo? Is no he like absolute freak. He played midfield for UMass. He took like a ten yard running head start. Some kid from Hofstra and absolutely like decleated him. And the UMass people stood up. And they were like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about." I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "I'm I'm coming here." I'm like, "This is incredible." Cursing at the refs. I'm like, "This is my people." I'm like, "This is where I need to be." So you went there because of a high and late slide that got the boys fired up? Unreal. I have to go to UMass now. Do I have to like UMass because of that? Absolutely. It was, Holy shit. It was hilarious, man. I was where like, else Where else were you looking? Stony Brook, St. John's, like my, my last down, my last few. But I didn't have many offers coming out, to be honest. So what was a big guy, you know? Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not from Manhasset. You're not going to ACC, period. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, so uh, who, who was, like, starting before you? I was, like, kind of surprised to see that you didn't start. To, and I remember – I do remember you, like, bursting onto the scene. Your, I think, like, your senior year was probably, like, way better than your junior year because I, I feel like you, like, really blew up your senior year. But what was, like, that process like? And, and who was, like, starting before you? Yeah, so it came in my freshman year. Couldn't even grow facial hair yet. I, like, <laughs> I swear, no joke. Thought I was, like, the man or whatever. It came in. There was three goalies in the roster. And coach like, yeah, it's competition, it's competition. And I show up freshman year and like the spring comes around and he brings us in and he goes, yeah, we're going to split the other two and Sean, you're not going to play. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So- I'm like, I'm that low right now. 
So right now, that was like a reality check for me. So then uh, Bumpy beginning of my freshman year, then actually started the last five games my freshman year. Um, we went, we played in conference. Our our conference schedule was all at the end of the year. And uh, I did all right, uh, but we went 0-5 in conference. So the two kids played so bad that you started? They weren't like that. They weren't really playing that bad, <laughs> honestly. Like, it was just like out of nowhere. And then he's like, yeah, you're in. Like, I'm like. All right, like we're gonna split time between these two. Ah, fuck it, you're you're in. Yeah. So then went in. I did. I did okay. Then sophomore year comes around. We didn't make playoffs. I was my freshman year. Sophomore year comes around. It's me and the senior now. Just two guys. The other guy transferred out, and uh, didn't start. You know, I was like, but yeah, you went zero and five, dude. Yeah, I mean, like this kid sucks. Get him out. <laughs> were they were they blowouts or were they close games? They were close games. We lost in overtime. We lost by like one. Lost by like. What were your, what was your guys' record? It sounds like you're pretty bad if they went through three goalies. So then you went the year they won. Oh, I remember this. Oh yeah, that was my fifth year. Oh no, yeah. that was 2016. Yeah, I remember that. We beat Ohio State, Penn State, UNC. Dude, do you have a picture of you in those jerseys? Oh, I might actually. Have to say, <laughs> I think I might. Nick, have you seen like those? Was it Adidas? They were Adidas, yeah. Yeah, Nick, you've seen the tight like Adidas. Well, they were like they went with like Brian fits for that one. Brian has it. Bucknell had it, dude. I remember we were one game. Yeah, who's the giant attack on our team? Number twenty-two. Brennan Haggerty. Yeah, I have like a vivid. Is he? He's from Long Island too, isn't he? He's a Melville guy. Yeah, yeah, I have a uh, vivid memory of him like scoring on UNC. I'm just like, this guy (laughs) looks like shit. Like he's got a barrel like pouring out of this tight ass jersey and. I just need to see, like, you in it, honestly. Yeah, I have one. I'll send it Okay, <laughs> thank God. That's got to be the best picture of all time. But, yeah, those were trash. That one game and you were gone with those? One game, and we won them, and we were done. <laughs> the shorts were actually nice, though, with those uniforms. They were the nicest shorts. <laughs> so, you probably should have uh, kept the jersey if you won with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> you I'm went 0-5 gonna... but had wins over Penn State and UNC that year, the year UNC won the Natty? Yep the fuck was that team doing like how does that even happen unc sucked that year dude we've been over this yeah i know but i mean you think they would be able to beat umass if umass is going zero and five with scononi and net (laughs) (laughs) i mean like we rolled unc we beat them by like 16 to 8 like yeah i remember that yeah I, I'm telling you, dude, I watched that. I have vivid memories, and all I can really remember is you guys in those fucking jerseys. <laughs> it was wild. Wild. All right, so uh, I feel like UMass is actually a pretty crazy time. I don't know, like, where – it's in Amherst, right? Yeah, it's in Amherst. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's West, right in there? Western yeah. Massachusetts, like – I don't know shit what? about Amherst. Like, is that, like, a cool town? Pretty earthy, crunchy. Yeah, it's it's a town, nice. but like it's liberal arts. Like Boulder like, is kind of. I had a pretty good time in Boulder when I was there. I wouldn't like. Is it like that. the Boulder of Denver? Boulder. I Amherst think is like the Boulder of Boston. I think I think it's a little bit more earthy than Boulder, dude. No shit, that's a big. Like, yeah, it's like super liberal arts. Like Amherst College is. You make a as woke as woke as it gets. There's cows everywhere. Like, I'm not kidding. You're one parent and it's like farm. And then you went there because someone slid high and late and everyone was being a scumbag <laughs> towards the referee. Like, absolutely. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, so it's like a scumbag had, bubble. Like, when I committed, they had the old AstroTurf still, too. They didn't have to go there. <laughs> right, walk us through, like, the, what's the nightlife like there? 
good time. There's like a couple like bars, but they get so crowded now. It's like just everyone goes there. But we were like house parties for a majority of the time. Try mostly to say high school. Up. Mostly high school, but just go. But like, but like it was huge schools. So like you didn't see the same person, which I loved. How many kids? How many people? Yeah, like forty thousand. I feel like it's huge. What? Yeah. No shot. You just I made that up, dude. No <laughs> way. Oh, it's big though. I'm telling you. I'm Googling it. 28,000. <laughs> I was close. Oh, that is pretty big. I mean, I, I was going to guess 10 at the most. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even close. So that's got to be kind of sick. I mean, granted, bars were packed and everything, but, like, did you guys run as, like, a big crew house? Was there, like, the lacrosse house? Were there frats and sororities and stuff? I know that's always – it competes with lacrosse and shit. We did not get along with the frats at all. <laughs> we didn't even have them. I mean, I say that every time, so I don't even know what – really they do or are but i know that i have beef with frat dudes in general yeah no we did not uh we butted heads wasn't good with the frat guys but good fuck them i'm on your team let me know if you need any backup all right yeah i'll give you a call did you guys have a favorite bar so actually this will be a two-parter where was your favorite spot to go out and what was the best like victory leading into a post game you guys beat the shit out of unc that was your what year was that that was my freshman year your freshman year, maybe that's like, you know, it's still new and super exciting or is like, you know, the best post-game memory after a senior year win. So favorite place to go and what was the best post-game? Uh, favorite place to go, bar-wise, probably the Spoke. That's what they call it. It's a good spot. I just picture like your favorite place being like a dive bar with cigarettes yeah. and beer all over <laughs> I mean, around here, that's exactly what it is <laughs> at home. But uh, the honestly, the UNC post-game victory was nuts. We had a house – uh, the seniors had a house when I was a freshman, like in the middle of a farm. No joke. It was one house just plopped down, and there was no neighbors. Holy nobody. shit. It was no girls. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> sheep. <eventually. laughs> and like just boom. And there was nobody for like miles, like no joke. And we went there, and it just absolutely was un- incredible. Absolute rage is going on there. <laughs> And that's your that's your number one like post game or do you have one from like when you were older? Um, that was pretty good in my freshman year. Um, see, I think my junior year when we won the conference, we beat Towson at home. That was pretty sick. We had a party at the, at our house, and then a couple of guys left and went to the, went to the bars. But um, that was a blast. On now, it was like we tried to avoid everybody, and it just didn't work out at all. Like tried to keep it with ourselves and just get as dumb as possible together. <laughs> But then it worked. But now after that, that was a lot of fun too. Were there any uh, were there any big like post game legends on the team? Like was someone always leading the pack? Tommy Myers. Tommy, that sick bastard. Tommy Myers, that sick bastard. Face off guy in my class. Pennsylvania guy absolutely would just drink a case of Bud Lights or Bush Lights and just be wrecked every time. <laughs> Consistent. What's the uh, you got any good Tommy stories or is it just more of like a you know what you're getting, and it's always quality. Nah, you know what you're getting. Stumble into the house, man. I got some videos of him. That he's gonna be, if he hears this, man, he's going to freaking drive down here and kick <laughs> my ass. Stumble into the house, fall into the counter, like pants around his ankles. Just <laughs> like, dude, you got to grow up here, boy. <laughs> but now you know what you're getting with Tommy. You ever – I've seen some funny videos of you. You got any bad uh, oh. night out stories? No. I've seen you in Rochester. Uh, yeah, Boyd sent me now. all the videos. In Rochester? Yeah. I, I got it. 
Doing what? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you're playing in the snow a little oh, bit. Yeah. You see the video of Boyd playing in the snow? No. He couldn't even control himself. He on Christmas. But you got it. You got any good ones? Any like freshman year where you're just like, e-, like avoidable without incriminating yourself. But yeah. I feel like Did you, you kind of played this time of whatever this. Yeah, happened. yeah. Sorry, freshman year. He was like, I couldn't grow facial hair, <laughs> but you drank, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what uh so I'm always curious of this because our goalie was um our least athletic goalie. We had like Shane Dawson, uh John Kemp, my senior year or my freshman year. And they were always like last and coach never, you know, he would always be like, You guys gotta work out harder. And they'd be like, We're fucking goalies. Like, so two questions. One, did your coach ever care like what kind of shape you were in or anything like that and two what was the maddest you ever made him because I feel like you had a pretty good career like your senior year I think you were like 62 percent eight goals against would be my guess not that I did research <laughs> or anything but like I need to hear like if he ever tried to make you work out more and how bad you pissed him off uh yeah um he did make a workout a ton and he cared a shit ton about the runs especially coach doc me and him butt heads butt heads for the longest time I was there because my big thing was, I was like, why do I have to run? I'm a goalie. That's what I said when I was like a freshman. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just, and he like fucking snapped at me, man. He's like, what do you mean? Your teammates, you guys see you working hard. I was like, I did not expect that answer. But looking back on it, I'm like thankful for it. Um, but yeah, we actually, funny story. I was super out of shape, obviously. Um, <laughs> why is that obvious? Uh, just, obviously. And then uh, our thing, our runs were like, you had to pee, you had to beat your personal best. So it wasn't really timed. So, like, if you show up next run test and you beat your time, it's like, all right, man, like, you're doing better. You oh, know? then just fucking dog yeah. the first one. That's fucking – If I would have known that, I freaking blew my load. I'm, like, <laughs> gassed, and then now I'm, like, trying to beat my time. I'm, like – Oh, yeah, I'm sure you were flying coming out of <laughs> high school. <laughs> oh, uh, no, me and uh, Doc, actually, he set up some runs. I used, to, I used to run the treadmill, no joke, Tuesdays and Wednesdays before practice. Like, two miles on the treadmill, like, hauling as, hard, as fast as I could. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he set up this plan for me to like jump rope and play wall and this whole wall ball routine before practice. It, and were you just like, hey, I'm sick at goalie. Like, what are you going to do? Not play me? And he did. He didn't play me. Ah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, no, I set that up. And the man I ever made him was when he told me I wasn't starting my sophomore year. And uh, I like threw a fit. <laughs> Honestly, childish fit. And he'll, Call him right now. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you the whole story. I uh, went up to practice and let in every goal. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose? Yeah. <laughs> every Just goal. didn't move. He snapped. That's he, like, so fucking funny. Off of him. <laughs> what yeah. did he say to you? He's like, are you fucking kidding me? What are you doing? You're going to give up on your teammates like that? What am I doing? Like... <laughs> I'm also just turned like 19. Like I'm just a some like my late like late birthday, but honestly, I'm thankful and he knows that too. And I love the guy now. So <laughs> dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. I would have loved to be at that been at that practice. Dude, yeah, yeah just going low to high, staying everything. <laughs> like, yeah, suck it. Let's go. The, the 13th mini on the team like scores the first goal of practice. He's like, wow, I'm feeling it today. And then every other goal, <laughs> yeah. every other ball goes in. They told me before practice. Like, I have my cleats on, and, like, he goes, come to my office and tells me. <laughs> then I go right out to practice. I'm like, 
I'm like, fuck this. I'm like so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I didn't peg you to be one of those guys. Yeah, did I? I mean, I'm, I'm way mature now. I'm much more mature than I've grown up. But <laughs> Yeah, sure. Those are the best, like though, it. like, when you go back and think. It was like, that story's so great because I was such a little shit thinking that I had life by the balls. And, like, <laughs> I feel like every story we have where someone completely pissed off their coach, like, halfway into the story, it's like, yeah, but, you know, we're boys now. I was just being an idiot. Yeah. Those idiot moments, <laughs> like, that's got to be one of the best ones is I just went in and let up every goal <laughs> in practice. Dude, that's an all-time response. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I thought of that. <laughs> I'm such an idiot now looking back on it, honestly. Nah, that's no, that's crazy. still a great move. That's still yeah. a great move. You Don't should do that at Chrome practice. No. Nah. <laughs> Speaking of Chrome, I guess we get Nick, you got any other college questions? No. Um, I mean, I have a shitload of questions about what Amherst is like because I just hear like a farm party in granola land. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm struggling to try and picture what a 30,000 granola farmville go out high and late team. Like everything I'm thinking is just conflicting. So I feel like I have some internal searching to do, but yeah, let's, let's move on to the pros. Did you cross over with Mariano actually before I go? No, what do you know? No, you didn't. Okay. No, he left. I, I came in and he. Oh yeah. I guess his first year was 16. Yeah. 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 That was his first year. Too bad. You would have loved him. I actually stayed with him on my visit. Oh, really? Yeah, I stayed in his room. What was that like? Uh, I was relatively clean, but his, his roommate transferred out to it at Rutgers. So, like, those two guys weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had no friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is actually interesting. So, when you came out of school, both leagues were fully running. So, were you, did you like have to pick? Were you picked by both, or was it like kind of MLL all the way? I didn't get drafted or picked up by anybody right away. All right, so tell us more about that, dude. So like, <laughs> graduated college, I'm like, the draft happened, whatever. The PLL draft happened. My buddy got drafted, uh, Isaac Pafaro, and then like, we lost in the conference. We lost to Drexel, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, hand my shit in. Like, never playing lacrosse again, and. uh, I don't know, maybe like two weeks later, my coach called me. He's like, hey, do you want to play for the Rattlers? I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'll play. Like, I had <laughs> thinking about it. Like, it was out of nowhere, you know? He's like, yeah, I'm uh, Billy Water. Like, it's like from the same area of Geneva, New York. And he's like, he called me and wants to know if you want to play. I'm like, absolutely. Like, I'd love to play, you know? And then, you know, Water, if you know Water, he's like, call me like three days later. I'm like, when's this guy going to call me? <laughs> you know? And, uh, Call me. I was like, hey, man, like, we, I just picked you up. Like, if you, I'll give you a call when we need you. So I'm like, well, I'm like, all right. Like, he sends me over a contract. Doesn't call me till like, week four of ML, of the MLS. I'm like, he's like, hey, could you come down to uh, out to Denver? Like, our goalie's not going to be there or whatever. And we, like, we need, like, we need a backup. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. Flew out there to uh, to Denver, backed up, played a few more weeks, then who are you backing up? Sorry, keep going. But who are you backing up? Christian, Christian Carson Bannister. Oh, okay. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then he, a couple weeks in, we were like struggling, and then he threw me in there. And then, I guess you know, the rest is history from there. I uh, played John Grant Jr. my first game. The guy absolutely exposed me. He Dude, jumped. I've never seen leg. someone make goalies look stupider. Like I it's like, mean. it's 
in fucking sane. Just like watching him dick with goalies after practice, like when he was on the Outlaws. I've, it, it's literally stupid. Like he's completely dicking around. Goalies are trying as hard as they can, and I've never seen good goalies look dumber. Like he's out there gimping around with his knee brace. I'm like, what is hag? Is this guy really out here right now? Comes up the hash, one handed, jumps up between the legs, throws it between his legs, and scores. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first goal on you. Yeah. Insane. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Over a mile, I'm a mile high. I'm like, what? Where am I? <laughs> so what when you graduated, doing? you really thought that was the end of your career. There had been yeah, no interest from any team. Nobody reached out. I got like so a you were call. you were slept on and doubted. Like you actually were. Yeah, like truly, like no one ever picked me up. Like holy shit, we actually have a start. And the PLL isn't even pushing this narrative, huh? Yeah, not yet. Yeah, I was. Gonna <laughs> well, they're say. gonna they're gonna transcribe this entire podcast, and then they're gonna run with it. So yeah, don't worry. exactly. <laughs> Keeping their tabs yeah. and what have you. So you had you had one year out of the bubble, and then you're in the bubble. Oh, actually, before we get to that, what was your like? Tell me about like meeting Voight and your like first impression of Voight. When did you guys become? This story is ridiculous. No, nah, tell it. So I got I picked up game four. He got picked up like a few games later. So we're halfway through the year. We're like sucking. We're getting killed. Like all the guys went to the chrome, like Gallagher and those guys. Like a whole team left. The whole Rattlers team left. So now like water's like picking guys like from the player pool, trying to put a team together. And uh I got to Dallas early. I'm like sleeping in the hotel bed. And not he comes in the door. I didn't even know he was room with me. Comes in the door, he's like, Hey man, like what's up, man? My name's Bradley, like nice to meet you. And, like, I know like, I'm out cold, like sleeping. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. I'm just like taking a nap, whatever. I lean over and he starts sits down the bed. And he starts fucking talking and talking <laughs> and talking. So I go, I go, I go, I lean over. I go, dude, honestly, can you just shut the fuck up? First <laughs> <laughs> I ever met him. He's like, oh shit, yeah, man, my, my my bad, my bad. He got like all nervous. Yeah, he starts like a nervous dude. I can see that. It was hilarious. But ever since then, we were boys. <laughs> Funny story ever. What was your first night out like together? Oh god, what did you guys do. Went out to the Concrete Cowboy in Dallas. Oh boy, that that place is dangerous. The next morning, you go to the Concrete Cowboy. The next morning is scary hours, big time. <laughs> Brad Bradley, we got per diem like eighty bucks per diem every time, and getting a cash folder. Walk up to the bar after the game, say I want fifteen green tea shots. Put his eighty bucks up, pass it out, gone. Per diem's gone. <laughs> Just immediate per diem to green tea shot conversion rates. Every time. Every time. I kind of love that move. Hilarious. I feel like I the the void I know would probably pocket that and then just follow me around while I spend mine. <laughs> so how yet. many uh how many cities did you get to play in? My first year, I went to Dallas. Well, Dallas was like our home base, Denver right. and Baltimore. That was it. Oh, and I played down in Atlanta once. And then did you get another year before it was the bubble or was that the that it? Right to the bubble after that. Damn. So you got Annapolis, Denver, and Buckhead. That's kind of like top three. That's solid though. Yeah. What, what was your what was your favorite out of the four, including Dallas? Dallas. Okay, <laughs> not including Dallas. Fuck. <laughs> Denver. Denver. I love Denver. What'd you do after Denver? Um, went to a rooftop bar. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's where I'm from. So I'm looking, you know, I'm kind of like asking because I know. <laughs> Went to a rooftop bar. The guys took me, out, to put, they took me out. I don't want to put it on there after my first win. I don't want to get that exposure. You guys, Donnie Moss, where he took me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Let's put it that way. 
Got it. Well, speaking of a lot of fun, hearing the stories of the MLL bubble is like the, the most beautiful shit show. You and Dan Lomas need to get together and like write a book about it. So can you just walk us through a little bit about like some of your favorite parts of the bubble? Um, that it wasn't a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I love the MLL, but like, like there's no one in the hotel. Like we're the only people in here. And like I step out of my room, like you got your mask on, you're like, you don't know, like it's COVID, like big time, you know what's going on. There's a guy outside my room with no shirt on, no shoes, just a pair of shorts on the phone, no mask, just blabbing away. I looked, I look at Void, I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be a bubble. And like the guys, what's up, guys? How you doing? Like trying to be friends with us. We're like, get the like, like what's happening? <laughs> you know? Oh uh, yeah, that was that was all time. We all how were those? Uh, how were like the margaritas in like the Bud Light tent? fantastic so we would go down the Bud light tent and then the night they'd be like yeah can you guys just take this with you we don't want to want to put it away and guys i'm like walking back to the room with like cases of beer cases of margaret canned margaritas like just a complete disaster did you exit the bubble be honest uh with chipotle i did <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that did you, uh, did you get to know any other guys on, like, other teams? I mean, I know it was the bubble, but, like, I feel like the veterans there that have boys on every team, like, it was just one big, you know, turntable of, oh, let's go to that guy's room, that guy's room, that guy's room. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, hung out with Austin Cowd a little bit. He's a good time. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, but, no, I kind of stayed – we had a lot of like, new guys, so I kind of stayed together, to be honest. You know, stayed away, away from Lomas as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that scumbag Lomas. <laughs> How did you end up on the Chrome? Uh, I got picked up in the, was it entry draft? Once the league's merged. The merger draft, whatever they called it. Yeah. Forget, huh? Yeah, got picked up. And you've been on that team ever since? Yeah. So that was like, last year's my first year, then this is my second year at the Chrome. Oh, so you just backed up Galloway last year? Yeah. Did you get it? Is this your first year starting? Did you get any starts last year? I started once last year against the Atlas and got lit up. That <laughs> <laughs> smoked. Yeah, I was at Hofstra in front of all my family too. It wasn't oh, and that's a uh, that was last year's Atlas team. So that was like still the end of the clout shit. Or no, no, they were good last year. No, they were good. They yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting years mixed up. Yeah. Um, so I. I was talking to some some guys and like training camp when I was playing was all right, let's just keep it together and then let's drink as soon as possible. I'm hearing it's way more serious. Like was training camp serious and like legitimate this year? Yeah, it was. Two a days. I wake like up. every day, right? Every day was two a days, yeah. When you got to blow off some steam, what did you do? Because we know the chaos went to Hibachi and uh we know like I think the archers went to Dave and Busters. What did the Chrome do? Um, they went out. Actually, I actually, I was telling you, but I buzzed back. I had to go back to work for a couple of days. So I missed like the last few days of camp, but, uh, they that went out to dinner. Thing. Yeah. They went out to dinner and stuff, but, uh, yeah, we had some water guns in there. We were playing around, <laughs> playing a little bit, played some NHL, nothing that exciting on our end. All business. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, who's the best child player on the team? Uh, me. There's that Not Heacock at all. Not even close. <laughs> I do feel like you guys have a ton of characters. Who would you say is like the funniest guy on the team? Who's the who's the clown? besides you, of course? <laughs> uh, Heacock's pretty funny, honestly. But the guy under the radar is Nick Turn. Really? Cracks me up. Even man. as a rookie. Really? 
Yeah, he's like so like quiet, and then he'll like crack a joke and like or like and chirp somebody. It'll be hilarious. Like one of those. Did you? I I feel like you guys are pretty young, but like, did those did the rookies? I know they're like killing it on the field. Did they like just slide in right away and and from like the jump where one of the guys or is it like still a feeling out process? I mean, in the beginning it was feeling out process, but like we're practicing two days a week, eating every meal together for like five days straight. So they kind of like they kind of loosen up at camp a little bit. Is Wisnowskis uh, like a classic Maryland weirdo? He seems like a Maryland weirdo. Well, you have Heacock, who's like a complete nut job from Maryland. Yeah. And then like Jesse Bernhardt, who's like very serious, <laughs> you know, like all business guy. Logan's more like Jesse, like more serious. Like here, just to he's super quiet though. Yeah, but like awesome dude. Like that's who he is. And like love it. He's a good dude, man. It's also all business. So I this is actually because I'm a writer for Inside Lacrosse now, and Evan's not. So, um, oh no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking loser, Evan. Uh, what do you have a career, pussy? Um, I think the Chrome are the second best team behind the Atlas right now, uh, and you guys have always historically kind of been a dump. I'm attributing a lot of that to like legitimately good short stick D middies. And like an offense that's clicking. Why, in your opinion, are the Chrome legitimately good? In my opinion, I think we have like a good young core who just guys are just having a blast. Like they want to have fun. You know, I feel like uh they're just tough as nails, man. Like I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Like we have no one who's like all about themselves. You know, everyone's like a big team guy, and like they don't give a sh- they don't care if they have 15 goals or if they have none. You know and I mean? is there something that's not the most stereotypical answer I've ever heard in my life that you could <laughs> share or no? I got nothing right now. I don't know. I don't know. Are the most Long Island guys in the, t- in the league, no? Yeah, we got Malloy. We got Nick Turn. Myself. Long Island Chrome. I might. It might like be the Chrome. Long Island Chrome. Yeah. I might I might coin that. I'm going to yeah. tweet that out after this episode that it's officially the Long Island Chrome. Yeah. I, took future, a, I took a future on you guys plus 2000, by the way. So I'm looking like the yeah. smartest guy on the cross. Yeah. Who's your least favorite teammate? Don't have any. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Least favorite? Nah, none. Heacock, uh, Bernhardt, Wisnowskis, though. All the Maryland guys you hate. <laughs> They're good dudes. Yeah. Like uh, Nick Turner, Dylan Malloy. All those guys, man. Tara Franco, Maniac. Who, uh, so have you played like every team in the league? In your career already? Or do no, you I, haven't played, I haven't played the Whips. Oh! Who else have I played? Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I've played everyone. We scrimmage. Who do you guys have this weekend? Oh, uh, the Cannons. Oh. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, for the <laughs> listeners, he just rolled his eyes and said, and shrugged it off. So, <laughs> take the crow. like the jerk-off mode. The Cannons, you know. <laughs> Wait. Who would you say so- you're, like, shaking in your boots? To play, you can be honest. Don't act like you're not scared of anyone. I'm not scared of anybody. Come on. Okay, come on. You're like, fuck, I don't want to play this guy. I'm a goalie. I know what happens. Just be honest. Come on, give us something. It was Ryan Brown. That guy shredded me this weekend. He's good. (laughs) He's a decent shooter. Although he didn't score on me in our high school game. (laughs) No, yeah, he shoots the crap out of the ball. Did you um did you vouch for Dylan Malloy last year when he was blackballed? Because we tweeted a couple times and now he's on the roster. So like I don't know how much credit we're taking versus if you deserve any. I deserve zero credit for that, honestly. Wasn't All right, so of- we get a hundred percent. We got him unblackballed. So you're welcome. Yeah, unreal. Who's your backup? Uh McElroy, Georgetown kid. 
Oh, fuck. He's pretty good. Awesome kid, yeah. Big right. fan. Well, if you're not feeling it, though, chemistry-wise, I'm a call. I'm a phone call away, honestly. All right. He's the man. I won't push you. I'm sure he's, like, saying that he's better than you behind your back, honestly. Like, <laughs> it's probably not a good locker room presence. I won't come for your job at all. We'll have a good, a good vibe. All right. And I, I give you 30% if you go down with a little ankle <laughs> tweak or something, 30%, protect the lead, and that's it. All right. I'm in. Let's do that now. Got it. You guys have about good, the- you guys have good D middies. I'm fucked. I can't. I can't <laughs> and messenger's bald too. So dude, I don't even he's a beast. That. He's scary. He's a so scary he was, dude. he was hunting a black bear the other day up in Canada. Yeah. Unreal. He's <laughs> literally that kind of guy. And he was probably doing it with his hands. Like he probably didn't even have a gun. Yeah, unreal. He's tough. That's fucking scary. Um, so we need to talk. Just can you tell us why you wore that fedora? Who pressured you into it? I love the fedora, dude. I don't know why you're not into it, by the way. It's so like pseudo and Coach Monty and uh went out and got like water guns, like a fedora, like at the end of training camp. And we were like kind of like had fun with it for a little bit. And then we were like, all right. And we brought the fedora into the locker room. And it was kind of like we were messing around and pseudo kind of like gave it me after the game after we won. It's like, here you go, like you gotta bring it next week. I'm like, all right, like you know, he's like, if you know, pseudo is not a man. Dude, of I love many. that. <laughs> not a man of many words. Like, you got. I was walking out, and he kind of threw it at me. So uh, I'm like, all right. So I like have it on the bus, and like, yo, you got to put it on. You got to put it on. I'm like, all right. So I threw it on, and then, like, boom. Dude, you were you were pulling it off. I'm, it sits on my head like this. No, I'm you like, should you should like, keep it as a look though. I liked it. Oh, the Yellowstone hat. Let's. Oh, go. you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you grew up on Long Island, so it makes sense that you were in a ranching hat. My dad's from so, Montana, by the way. So is the uh, fedora like the hard hat of like most teams? Because I love that if it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I gave it to Snowskis last week. He brought it to the locker room. <laughs> Did he wear it? He didn't wear it. He was going to yeah. die, honestly. But. Yeah, you can't give it to him. He's not wearing it. And he walked out and threw it back in my locker, so I still have. Oh, see, he <laughs> oh, is yeah. a weird kid. Yeah, that's not embrace cool. that. Come on. No, so you got no, to say something. So you're wearing, so you're wearing the fedora to the cannons game, man. I mean, I don't know if I'm wearing it. I'm definitely bringing it. You got to wear it, dude. If Maybe. that becomes a hard hat for the Chrome, I'm like doubling down on my future. I think you guys are a lot. <laughs> I think that was Sudo's plan. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, let us know if you need to workshop any bits. That's kind of the only thing we have going for us. So, <laughs> did you ever uh, did you ever consider playing NOL at all? No, like I don't even know how we get into it. You know, everyone says yeah. you just try it. You should try it, but like, it's easy I'm, as shit. <laughs> you should just do it, dude. Point, I went to a void up in up in Rochester, and like, dude, we're gonna play a pick up pick up box game. Like, we have some gear. Like, try it out. Get in there. It got absolutely shelled. Really. Yeah, like I would like, not kidding. You, I had my stick five hole. And I lifted up, try to save it, and like I kept scoring on me five hole. Instead of just leaving my stick there, like a, like yeah, that'll like happen. Yeah, you don't move it. <laughs> so that's the only time I ever actually tried. Huh? I would have figured based on how you play, you'd be pretty good at it though, with the angles and stuff. No, I don't even know how to get involved. You know, I don't have the gear. Well, all right, well, fuck, we got to get the riptide. Yeah, dude, not I mean, what? You need gear? You need some gear? You want to start a GoFundMe? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> got it. Before we get into, like, the random shit, uh, Evan, do you have anything else about the pro career? Uh, no, I already asked to be the backup, so I'm good. 
All right. <laughs> we just have like a couple more before we let you go. Um, what's your favorite, like, and this is probably just going to cause like a 20 minute circle jerk, but what's your favorite Italian dish and what's your favorite deli on the Island? All right. Favorite Italian dish. I'm gonna give you a basic answer. My mom's chicken parm. But if I was going out, I would like chicken scarpiella is pretty good. All right. Cool. And has to make chicken scarpiella. Yeah. We got to get back on that train. Yeah. He's making it this weekend. He's making it this weekend. Good. He fucking better. He's fired. And deli. Like I I would say seaport, but it's so far from me. Seaport deli. Yeah. Oh man. I feel like that's everyone's like, but like, what's your deli? Like put it on the map right now, dude. This is your time. You know how many listeners we have? Honestly, Jessen, Jessen's Deli, where I near where I work in West Babylon, it's very good. What's the order? They call it the Andy Special. Some guy Andy created it. You got to get yours. <laughs> what the fuck's on it, dude? <laughs> What's on it? It's like chicken collard, bacon, pepperoni, and like oh, mozzarella cheese. Oh no, it's like it's fantastic. That sounds great, dude. Dylan Malloy having Dylan Malloy is a seaport deli sandwich. Yeah, that's like that's basically having a statue on Long Island. That's bigger than having a statue. Yeah, I got to get a fucking sandwich. Now there's a big corporate guy in the city, so he probably doesn't even go there. Yeah, he probably doesn't. But he looks good. He looks like he's in shape. Yeah, he's crushing it. What do you do for work? He just got engaged, too. Oh, lovely. Congratulations, Dylan. He's like, I'm going out to Montauk. I'll see you guys later. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Look out in the car. Good game. Yeah. Actually, left right from the locker room. No joke. Um, where do I work? I'm a guidance counselor. No way. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. That's the yep. best thing I've ever heard in my life. Junior, middle school, do middle school. Oh man. What's the most awkward thing you have to do so far in that job? You don't have to spill any beans. Don't even tell us where you're, where you're a guidance counselor, but. Uh, most awkward thing I had to do. If we do, we're not recording. I'll tell you guys. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do it for our Patreon. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Do you – and then last question. I'm actually curious about this. Do you cook at all? No. No? You just not even attempting it? I mean, I could cook if I put the time in, but (laughs) – Fuck it. What does that mean? Yeah. Chicken. What do you mean? You could follow a recipe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, We're we're in the childhood bedroom. He's fucking going downstairs to eat. Whatever is exactly. yeah. Exactly. There you go. All right. Anything else, Nick? I no, man. Like we, we ran I'm through. Good. This has been great. Scanoni, you got anything to plug besides your local deli? Local distributor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you coaching or anything? What like? Oh yeah, you said you coach a. Yeah, I coach lacrosse at the at West Babylon where I work. Okay. Coach high nice. school, and then I coach. I'm coaching football in the fall. Hell yeah, go. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. <laughs> Tackle, tailback. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, thank you for coming on, man. This was great. Um, yeah. We'll see you later. Good luck this weekend. Yeah. Sleeping on the cannons, though. <laughs> no, never. Thank you for tuning in to another fantastic episode. Thank you, Scanoni, for coming on and giving us down-the-middle fairway answers. We tried to trap you a couple times, but you uh, – you definitely dodged our curveballs. Credit to you. Um, but as always, thank you to our great friends over at hangobi.com. Uh, Hangobi, the energy drink. 
promo code postgame30 on hangobi.com. Go use that. Please check out our merch. Our pint glasses are flying off the shelves. All good stuff. Thank you, and we will see you next week.